When we honor our relationship with the spirit around us, we honor our relationship with ourselves. Aloha, shifters, light guardians, dreamers within this beautiful holographic matrix. Welcome once again for another one of our Paradigm Shift Central Synergy Circle team podcast. Today's topic is on the spiritual wisdom of ghosts and hauntings. My name is Mystic Spider-Man, aka Brendan, Skull Babylon, Wolf Shield. Thank you so much everyone for being here. As always, we are joined by some fellow amazing shifters, some of our leading members here in the community. So fellow leading members, what we're gonna do, we're gonna bring everybody up on screen here in panel view. So for everybody here, go ahead, gently unmute your microphones, make some whooping, whatever wolf noises or anything else and say hello to everybody, send some love. Spooky noises. Awesome. All right. Thank you again, everyone, so much for joining in for another one of our team podcasts. We do these every Thursday, 8 p.m. EST. For those of you who may be here for the first time, go ahead, drop a 333 in the comments. We'll give you a quick little introduction, and then we're going to do a little bit of a meditation, and then we're going to get right into today's podcast. If there's any audio sync that you may notice with the audio and video, we'll correct that as we go. And so with that said, just to be able to help get things set up here. The intention of these podcasts as we are doing them, this is all about being able to approach topics that we don't normally get a chance to be able to talk about related to metaphysics, spirituality, consciousness. And so obviously being the spooky season, being Halloween, this is an awesome opportunity for us to be able to talk about the theme of ghosts, the theme of hauntings, the theme of spirits, not necessarily purely for the purpose of just being able to say, wow, this is like, you know, something that's like, you know kind of like entertaining but more so how can we approach this from a topic of being able to understand it to attempt to understand it to be curious to have respect for it so this is a very very important discussion for us to be able to have obviously the veil is extra thin here so i'm excited for us to be able to get into this for the fellow leading members here to be able to practice sharing their ideas their theories and even their experiences by the end of this podcast we again encourage you to simply think for yourself let this podcast be a way for you you to be able to connect with what it is that we are creating here for what it is that we are building as a team again this is more than just a podcast this is us coming together as a community as a tribe a global team of shifters light guardians people who are actively helping assist with the shifting consciousness world bridgers paradigm shifters whatever you want to call us and so for those of you who are here see this as a way to be able to charge up your spiritual battery to be able to engage in this virtual digital sacred space in the circle with us to be able to take part in the discussions that ignite your spirit as well. So what we're going to do, we're going to get into a little meditation in the next couple moments, just as a quick overview. For those of you who may be new, you can find all the links in the info of this video on YouTube, including links to our team chat. That's our private Discord server, as well as links to our Patreon. That's where you can join with the $11 a month contribution to become a leading member, where you can join on air for these podcasts that we do every Thursday, plus a lot of other cool benefits to support you as a conscious media creator within our team of conscious media creators. You can check more about that afterwards. And of course, you can find all the links for the creators the leading members featured on air during this podcast those links 
will be posted into YouTube about 12 hours after the actual broadcast. But in the meantime, you'll be able to find the links through the live chat of the, of the creators on air as we move through this. And please, by all means, continue to share this broadcast with your friends and again, this may be a topic that, you know, it may not be for everyone. That's okay. Our intention here isn't to kind of like spook you, but at the same time, there may be some things that may kind of like, you know, like keep you on the edge of your seat or something like that. So use your own discernment. This may be one of those episodes that you might want to save for a later date. Allow yourself to approach this when you are ready. And so with that said, what we're going to do here, we're going to set things up for a little bit of a meditation to just be able to drop into our heart space, to be able to visualize us sitting in a circle. And again, going back to the genesis and the origin, just to be able to create contacts, this whole project began as a little club in my town, just to be able to bring people together to practice talking about spirituality. And since then it has grown into this global community and we do these meetings now online. So we're gonna go back to the roots and we're just gonna imagine us just kind of like sitting in a cozy yoga studio together or maybe around a bonfire. And again, just having these mind expanding and heart opening discussions. And tonight's theme is brought to you by spooky vibes Woo! and stay tuned for next week if you're looking for just like you're like okay like this is like because this is still going to be kind of like again you know a very uh relative topic within the stuff that we've talked about in the past but just as a heads up next week's podcast following this which will be on the 20 29th 29th is going to be a uh, special halloween party edition talking about the spiritual wisdom of halloween so stay tuned this is going to be kind of like a ramp up for this but yes this context this discussion regardless of halloween it could still be something that you could listen to at any point and i'm sure there will be valuable information to it as well so thank you again everyone thank you to our patreon supporters thank you to those who may be new and with that said let's take a moment here to be able to drop into our little meditation if you're listening to this in the future if you guys want to skip forward through a little bit that's totally up for you but for everybody let's just take this moment to be able to just drop into that shared intention connect as a synchronized group and to be able to carry that intention with us throughout the meditation throughout the discussion so go ahead and get yourself briefly get get comfortable this is just going to be a brief meditation perfect and as far as i can tell i think the audio is slightly out of sync so again i apologize for that we did what we could to try and fix it but we'll fix it later so that's okay all right okay so for everybody here when you're ready gently find a comfortable place to be able to position yourself this is just going to be a very brief swift meditation but intentional nonetheless go ahead and gently close your eyes with your eyes closed, gently begin connecting with your breath. Soft, gentle inhales and soft, gentle exhales. Straighten up your posture, open up your chest, relax your face. And just taking this moment to be able to bring yourself into your heart, bring yourself into the space of gratitude. Gratitude for the team, gratitude for this beautiful community, gratitude for this sacred space, gratitude for yourself, Gratitude for the wisdom that we are here to be able to help bring forth. And so as we focus on our gratitude, you can begin visualizing and imagining all of us just gathering here in this circle together as tribe, as family. You can imagine us in a yoga studio. You can imagine us around a bonfire under the spooky stars and moon. You can imagine us sitting out in a field, whatever you choose. And in this moment, just take an opportunity to be able to look around at the faces here and just be able to say hello to them and just express your gratitude as we just see all these beautiful faces. 
just gathering here tonight to be able to be a part of this discussion, the many sacred mirrors of ourselves. So just take a few moments here as you just visualize looking around this circle, feeling the love and the energy of this beautiful community. Maybe you can want, if you want, you can put your hands physically on your chest and just take a moment here to be able to express gratitude for all the people who are tuned in right now. Go ahead and just take a few moments on your own and do this now. Continuing to carry this gratitude in your heart, I'm just going to take one more moment here and allow yourself to be able to express a very specific message, maybe just like a single sentence to the people who are tuned in, the people in the community right now. And this can be a message that you can share afterwards in the YouTube chat or even in the comments afterwards. One very particular message, and maybe it's themed around tonight's discussion. It's up to you. But one particular message of gratitude, of inspiration, of kindness. What message do you have? For everybody tuned in here today, go ahead and just speak that from your heart now. Beautiful. And just bringing a gentle conclusion to this meditation, take another look around, feeling the energy, feeling the love, feeling the compassion, feeling the intention of this sacred space together. And slowly from here, with this intention, with this gratitude, with this image within our mind of all of us gathered here in a circle, we're going to carry this with us throughout the discussion. And slowly, when you are ready, gently bring your awareness back to your physical body by gently wiggling your toes, wiggling your fingers. And when you're ready, slowly open your eyes and return your awareness to the space around you. Beautiful. Awesome. Welcome back everyone. For those of you who are in the YouTube chat, please feel free to leave some comments based on what the message was that you had for everybody. My simple message was, I am happy you are here. I am very, very happy that you are here. So awesome. So again, with that said team, we're gonna get right into the discussion, but just before I do that, we're just gonna take, take an opportunity here to just be able to say hello and introduce some of the fellow leading members who are joining us on air tonight. So again, my name is Brendan, Mystic Spider-Man. Most of you probably already know me already. And also super honored to be able to have so many other amazing members with us here tonight. And starting on my right, we're gonna introduce them to you. And we have Casey, Casey Lunar. So go ahead, Casey, you can wave to the camera there. And then we also got Kimberly as well. So Kimberly, you can say hello, one of our newer leading members. Hello to Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us. And we have Abby back once again. So welcome again to Abby. And we also have Kristen joining us. And thank you so much, Kristen. And again, we have Amanda here with us tonight. Amanda Amanda and company here with us tonight. <laughs> and we have Luna back again. Thank you so much, Luna, for being here. And also we have Casey Lee as well. So thank you, Casey, again, for being here. So awesome, beautiful. All right, team. So with that said, let's get right into tonight's discussion. Let's get right into today's discussion. Spiritual wisdom of ghosts and hauntings. So this is a very, very interesting and a very intriguing topic for us to be able to explore and get into. And obviously we're leading up to Halloween, so it definitely fits in with the theme. The whole idea of the veil being thin, this is a great time for us to be able to kind of like sit with the energies of the season and to really be able to explore this topic. But again, the intention 
intention behind being able to explore this isn't purely just for the idea of entertaining and having fun, but more so from the perspective of being able to be curious about this topic with the intention to be able to seek to understand it a little bit more. And so I'm going to talk about this just for a little bit. And then from there, we're going to pass it over to Luna. Tonight's topic, since we do have less people on air than sometimes, it's going to be a little bit more just kind of back and forth discussion, but we'll hear from everyone. And then we'll just kind of keep passing the talking stick around. So just some things off the top of the list in terms of when I think about the idea of the spiritual wisdom of ghosts and hauntings again you know i think it's great to be able to approach this with questions what are they like what are ghosts why are they are there different types of ghosts how can we understand them and what are hauntings what are different understandings that different cultures have on the experience of ghosts and the experience of spirits that perhaps seem to linger and also looking into even just kind of the reference that we have for being able to understand ghosts and i think when you look at it from this idea that you know the fact is most of our understanding of ghosts that we have been taught has been influenced by pop culture has been influenced by movies and other than a handful of movies the majority of movies that relate to the topic of ghosts and things like that are often intentionally meant to be scary are intentionally meant to put the hair up on our back and to freak us out because there's a part in us as humans, we love to get scared. Getting scared is like, it's, it's, it's basically something that it's kind of like a drug. It's something you can get addicted to, whether it's unconscious or conscious, it's something that we as humans, like it keeps us going. It kind of activates things. So it's weird that we're kind of like, we look for spooky things. We look for scary things sometimes. But again, you know, when you look at it from purely this idea that ghosts are always going to be this spooky thing, I think it really closes us off from a way of being able to understand them. And so I think the other things that's quite interesting is being able to look at the different ghost stories, being able to look at the ways we can interact with ghosts, uh, such as electrical interference, EVP, electronic voice phenomena, and also again, leading off of last week's episode, which was all about the, the spiritual wisdom of psychic phenomena, using our extrasensory abilities, such as our clairsentience or clairaudience, claircognizance, these type of things. I'm sure we'll hear from some people tonight who have had, again, experiences where they can kind of like sense ghosts. Why why do some people see ghosts and others don't? How about the idea of children being able to perhaps interact with ghosts or even the idea of animals being interact with ghosts? All of these are very, very interesting questions. And even the idea of ghosts, are ghosts and spirits two different things? To answer that question very simply, I think every ghost is a spirit. It, every ghost is a spirit, but not every spirit is a ghost. So when we're talking about ghosts, just to be able to create a little bit of context here, and I'll just kind of give you my basic understanding of it, and then we'll pass it over to, to Luna. My basic understanding from, again, I haven't had too many direct experiences with ghosts, so to speak, um, but I've obviously been fascinated by the topic. And again, we're talking about this from the perspective of you know paradigm shifting concepts and opening up to this idea that we are multi-dimensional beings by nature and so within this we were talking about this last week we've really begun to move into this place of understanding that yes we are in an ocean of energy there literally are kind of like different you know like different like dimensions overlapping so to speak and so is it possible that you know what we identify as ghosts 
are basically like the residual energy of a spirit of a soul that didn't fully pass over and then so this is where you get into the idea of it seems that ghosts more or less seem to attach themselves or seem to be attached whether it be intentionally or not to locations something where there has been some sort of like emotionally charged event so this is where you get into the idea of ghosts and hauntings usually occurring in places where there is could have been like some sort of traumatic incident or something and part of the experience that i do have with ghosts and i'll talk a little bit about this later on is actually the experience um of uh that comes from my dad as well which is the ghosts of gettysburg um me and my dad we grew up and we used to go to civil war reenactments and he was actually there during the filming of the movie Gettysburg and Gettysburg was a civil war big big civil war battle and so there was like this whole thing where they were like on the battlefield where these battles literally happened and there was like the talk of ghosts was always there this idea of like you know like there's like there is energy in this space. So again, from my understanding, there's different types of ghosts. And one thing that's kind of fascinating is this idea that from the ghost perspective, it's like they don't even fully know they're dead in the sense that from the ghost perspective, it's almost like they're kind of in a dream state. Um, and we'll talk more about that from the perspective of the ghost. So, you know, when you're in a dream and you don't even really realize you're in a dream, you're convinced you're awake and you're just kind of going along with the motions. From my understanding, that can be kind of what it's like to be in a ghost. You're kind of stuck in this loop. You don't even know that you're passed on, but you're just kind of existing in, in this state. And then you get into different ideas that there are some ghosts that are literally almost just kind of like energetic loops and they're things that are just repeating. So you get this idea that, you know, for some ghosts, they're they're like they're there but they may not necessarily have the intention to scare us and to spook us and things like that. And that's when you start to get into the differentiation between, you know, spirits and ghosts, because I feel like spirit almost, and it kind of leads into this idea of there being almost like an identity or a consciousness or a will to whatever that being is, where like a spirit would be the one that can, you know, like interact with things intentionally or, or like push things off a table or something like that. Again, I'm open to still being able to learn everything I'm saying here is just based on what I've been able to kind of piece together. Um, but it does seem that there's different types of ghosts, different types of hauntings, um, how spirit kind of relates into this as a, as a, as a related thing, but not always going to be a hundred percent the same thing. And uh, yeah, and again, just with the idea of being able to kind of like demystify this, how we can be able to communicate, how we can be able to develop a healthy relationship, because that's the idea, right? You know, you talk about a lot of people and they literally make it their job to be able to, in some ways, meet these quote unquote ghosts with respect. You know, they try to heal. They try to bring in like a healing energy, um, which is a very, very powerful concept. Is it partly our responsibility as those in the waking realm to be able to help assist the spirits that have perhaps kind of like not fully transitioned, so to speak? I don't know. Well, let's talk more about that as we go. So the other thing that I was going to say, I think I forget what it is. So we'll just keep it moving. There's lots to say. So stick around. We got plenty more to be able to discuss. And for those of you in the YouTube chat, please, by all means, continue to share your comments. And again, by the end of this, everything that we're sharing is just information. Think for yourself. This is here just to be able to get some ideas on the table and for us to be able to look at it collectively as a team. By the end of this discussion, hopefully all of us will be able to have some sort of broader understanding of this concept. And again, as a result, perhaps be able to have a broader understanding of ourselves as multidimensional beings. Because at the end of the day, the ghosts, yeah, they may be spooky, but from the level of consciousness, 
they are us. They are still us. So from that perspective, what happens when we kind of meet it from that heart place opposed to that fear place, so to speak. So I think there's some very powerful things for us to be able to talk and share about tonight. So with that said, we're going to pass it over to Luna. Luna, give me a thumbs up if you're ready to go with that. And if there's anything I said that resonated or made sense, but please, by all means, bring in your own topics and wisdom that you would like to be able to share on the spiritual wisdom of ghosts and hauntings. Welcome, Luna, and please feel free to introduce yourself and go right ahead. Hi guys, I am Luna Daashe on TikTok. How are you guys doing? Um, I'm really excited because I love Halloween and all things spooky. Um, I'm a Scorpio, so I'm into the mysterious stuff, you know. <laughs> but um, I have a lot of experience um, with, I would say, ghosts because um, my mom is clairvoyant, so she can see full body apparitions. And since I was a kid, she's always seen them um, at different places that we've lived. Different homes had different spirits. Um, she had once um, one ghost that would follow her that was her actually her deceased um, boyfriend from when she was younger. And she would see him, you know, sitting on her bed and sending her love. And then she kind of got uncomfortable and she told them like, you know what, you gotta go, like, this is not okay. And he never visited her after that. So that just goes to show that you have the control of your own reality. You have the power, you are a powerful human being. And remember you are in the body. They don't have a body, <laughs> you know? So don't be scared. You know, the, the thing, um, you know, society, the movies, you know, religion, you know, and, um, in, um, my mom is really devout Christian now. And, uh, so she, she's like, Oh, it's evil, evil, you know, <laughs> but, but she was not scared ever when I was a kid. So it kind of throws me off. But in any case, I'll tell you my experiences. Um, I never saw a full body, but I did, um, feel and hear things all the time. Um, especially in an apartment that I lived in when I was like in high school, um, I would hear the doorknobs moving or the dishes moving. One time I was laying in bed and I felt like a body lay next to me. I felt literally a back behind my back. <laughs> and, um, but I thought it was my friend cause she was sleeping in the living room. And then when I woke up, like she wasn't there. And then I told her, Hey, what happened? She's like, I wasn't there. She was all scared. But in any case <laughs> that, um, I didn't realize at the time, but now I realized that those were my abilities of clear um, audience and clear sentience um, because I could, he I could hear and feel things. Um, and we all have those abilities. We all have psychic abilities and, and these ghosts, um, they're just like, I, I feel like they're just everywhere. You know, they're just like us. They're like, there's so many things going on around us that we do not see, you know, but the, it's there. <laughs> um, and they're just like us. They don't have bodies, but you know, they have, um, some of them, I think they have certain emotions that they attach themselves to and that keeps them bound to this plane, I feel, um, as far as I know. Now, <clears throat> I do want to, I wanted to share one experience about a ghost or I don't know, I would, I don't know if it was a ghost or a spirit, but um, it was when the 94 earthquake hit in Northridge. It was a huge, huge earthquake. Um, you know, I, I lived through that and it was pretty scary. <laughs> but in any case, the night before the earthquake, 
um, my uncles were visiting and they had, were sleeping over and they were watching um, TV up late at night. And usually have everything spooky stuff usually happens at night for some reason, right? The veil is thinnest. And um, we had this basket, a tall basket that was, um, it looked like one of those baskets where like, like, you know, the flute players and the snake comes out. <laughs> and so it looked like one of those. So I heard my uncles like yelling, like, oh, what the hell is happening? Like, blah, blah, like all, you know, crazy, going crazy. And so what they said was that the, that basket started to shake and that they could hear crinkly, like, like cracking noise, right? And then sure, sure enough, the very next morning, it was that earthquake, that huge earthquake. So my mom believed that it was, um, that that spirit was trying to warn us that there was going to be an earthquake you know, and be such a coincidence that it had happened the night before. And so um, I do feel that there are good and bad, you know, um, of everything. This is what this world is made up of binaries, you know, it's, it's, um, it's the harmony and balance of dark and light. So um, there's good and bad spirits, there's good and bad people, you know, so um, don't be scared. Most of them are just hanging out or doing their only routine that they always did, you know? Um, some of them are residual hauntings where the, the people, the ghost is just doing the same routine that they had done in the living life. Um, so my advice would just be to not be scared of it. Um, and if you ever don't wanna have experience with that, just say it out loud and say, no, this is, this is not gonna be welcome in my field. I'm protected and you're not allowed. And that's all of my advice and my story. <laughs> Thank you guys. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Luna, so much for, for being able to share that and uh, just kind of like leading in. Do you feel like are there other other stories that you might want to be able to share? Is that kind of summarize things for, for now or? Yeah, there's actually more stories. You read my mind. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Whether whether we, I mean, again, I guess if you're fine with waiting, we can share those for a little bit later. But yeah, yeah. Like I actually, I actually did want. There was something that I wanted to touch on that I did not mention. Um, as far as our abilities, you know, I didn't know that it was my, my clairvoyant, my clairsentience, um, my clair. What is the one where you hear? Um, clair audience. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> clair audience. Yeah, clair audience. Because now that I when I got deeper this year, I got really, really deep into my, my spiritual practice and my shadow work. And I did a lot of energy clearing within myself and I went vegan and all this stuff. So my energy, my vibration really went up high. Right. So, um, what happened was I was dating this guy <laughs> and, um, he always struggled with back pain, like sciatic back pain. Right. And I never had anything like that. And when, we started dating all of a sudden i had the back pain and he did not have no back pain <laughs> he was like "Woo! i've never felt this way before in my life i can run and everything and i'm like oh well now my back hurts you know and so that was like what the hell you know so that really was the proof and also um as far as seeing things i'm starting to see a lot of what they call fairy lights and those are I see them all the time in front of me, on the side of me. Some of them are just sparkly. Some of them are zigzag. And um, I always also hear, um, not always, but a lot of the time, I'll be like asleep and I'll hear a voice wake me up, just say, Kelly. And I like wake up and I think it's my roommate, but it's nobody, you know? And so um, another 
story that I could say. Oh yeah. So um, when I lived in the that's this apartment, which was like super haunted, um, my mom was the one who always saw the full body apparitions, right? So one time my stepdad was laying on the couch taking a nap, and my mom walks out and she um, she saw a woman just looking at him, like watching him sleep. She said she had like a nightgown on, black long hair, like she saw everything, details, you know. And she said that the woman looked at her and um, like got spooked that my mom saw her and ran into the kitchen. And so my mom was like, who the hell is this woman in my house? You know, so she goes over to the kitchen and there's nobody there. So she's like, it's a ghost. Then a year later, my sister moves in and she said she saw a woman and she described her exactly the same as my mom did. So um, yeah, it, it's, it's real and it's, and it's true. And nothing ever happened to us in that apartment we were always safe you know um so yeah definitely don't be scared that's all i gotta say <laughs> that's very powerful and 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 luna i'm, I'm just kind of curious and we'll, we'll pass it over we'll pass it over to the next person um with, with with your mom and everything like that um like what it, was it part of her culture growing up as, as well the the kind of like relationship with spirit was this something that like she kind of like would her have would her parents have been kind of into a familiarity of this theme so um my not as far as i know my grandmother didn't have anything to do with that kind of stuff but she was uh catholic you know catholics are very they're like spiritual but but they have like they hold themselves in a box you know because Mm -hmm. they do they they have saints and candle work and all that stuff you know incense and all that um so spiritual spirituality is very present in what you would call catholics and catholics are mm-hmm. a lot of latinos are catholic you know um so mm-hmm. that's always present my mom i think that she she told me a story if i remember correctly when i was a kid that she played the ouija board once and that after that that she had started having these experiences. Mm. So she was like, never play the Ouija board, <laughs> you mm. know? And so I think that kind of just opened up, you know, uh, a gate for her, like a like an ability of hers. Um, and that's when she started to see these these ghosts. My, But I feel like my whole family has always seen ghosts because I had an uncle who had, um, they call them in, in Spanish, they call them duendes. And those are like, <laughs> and they uh they're very mischievous and so they would open and close um doors and all kinds of stuff and and they like to be around kids so there's always been all this stuff um within my family um but i think yeah the the culture always um knows about this stuff just through their own beliefs in in the catholic religion yeah but they always they always say that it's like evil you know or that it's like a possession so they make you be scared of them but you shouldn't Mm-hmm. right right no that's that's fascinating and, and again even just mentioning there like a little shout out to the to the duendes the yeah, the other little elf you because again you know like that's where like for, for those of you who have been able to tune in for the previous episodes we're kind of we're, we're trying to paint a bigger picture here where we start to realize that you know 
it's not like literally it's just like oh this is ghosts this is fairies this is elves this is aliens we start realizing like it's all kind of like one bigger phenomena and it's interesting because yeah it's like are there some cases where people have experiences where you know things are closing and shutting and getting knocked off and people might be like oh my house is freaking haunted but it actually may just be some sort of like quasi-dimensional elf being or something that's like playing around with them. we don't know we don't know but again once you start kind of opening up to that it may it may it may start explaining things again i'm i'm just as curious as, as everybody else here so um luna thank you so much is there anything else at the moment we'll pass it around okay perfect i we're, we're just going to keep passing it here the one thing uh this is what I, I forgot to mention um earlier so for those of you who are interested in the show notes of this video you can go back and you can check out a past podcast that we did of paradigm shift radio back in 2013 yes we've been doing it for that long and it's episode 69 and it's actually um on the episode we actually have a few guest speakers we have a guy who does paranormal investigation we have a guy who talks about doing ghost tours at gettysburg uh, which is what I was referencing earlier. And my dad's also on that episode. And there's also a video of a paranormal investigation that I went on with one of those guys um, that you can check out. So it was like me going on a paranormal investigation. It's also up on my t on my Instagram right now if you guys want to check that out. But yeah, I just wanted to mention if you're looking for more stuff here, definitely feel free to go back and check out that, uh, that classic episode there. So with that said, we're going to keep passing the talking stick around and we're going to pass it over to Casey Lee next. So Casey Lee, just give me a thumbs up, confirm that you're ready to go. And go with that said, we will pass it over to Casey. Casey, please feel free to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the spiritual wisdom of ghosts and hauntings. Go ahead and welcome. All right, hi guys, thanks so much. I'm so grateful to be here. Um, while we were doing our meditation, actually the quick little message I got was really simple, but just you are here. I think that sometimes in you know average everyday life, we get so caught up in just anything and everything. So I thought that was really telling, um, but so all of my social media, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Casey Lee Reiki. Um, if you guys want to find me, hang out with me uh, on my lives and all that jazz. But so I wanted to tell kind of a spooky instance that happened to me and as well as some not so spooky ones to kind of <laughs> even out the scale. So um, the apartment that I live in right now, um, there used to be a woman that lived below me. Um, and I guess just through hearsay, she had lived there for, I want to say, upwards of maybe 20 to 25 years she lived there for a really long time and you could tell there was just something kind of off about her she wasn't very mentally sane she just kind of like looked off when she spoke to you and she talked about like seeing things outside like talking to people outside in the woods it was it was a wild moment um talking with this woman but after doing some research we found out that she had had a spiritual experience she was an anesthesiologist. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, and she had a very strange instance where she was, um, it, I think she was at work and with a patient, she thought that she could hear something, but they were not awake. Um, they obviously were um, going under for like surgery or something. And she was like, I feel like I could hear their thoughts. That's the sentence I was told. And she said this to a coworker. The coworker thought that she was crazy. Uh, so they ended up unfortunately getting her kicked off the board and I just remember thinking like that's so wild maybe that's why she says she like sees things and hears things so I mean fast forward quite a bit um, like two plus years I've been here for about three years um, she just wasn't here anymore I mean granted she could have been moved out by family but she just wasn't here one day anymore 
And I remember thinking like, well, I have some abilities. I can, I have clear audience, I have clear sentience, um, and I have really active dream space. So I thought maybe I can reach out to her. So I had a dream one night that I was in the apartment across from hers. And I remember in the dream thinking like, I am definitely dreaming because this is not my apartment, but it's in the same building. So I look over in my dream at the door across from me, which is hers across the hall. And I go, oh my God, that's Nancy's apartment. And then all of a sudden I saw her in the doorway in my dream, just, I can see it still clear as day, her sitting there in this very vivid, like blue green chair. Um, it kind of like swiveled and it was in this very specific spot she looked over to me and she just looked unwell and it freaked me out. It was very vivid. So she just looked like she was trying to tell me something like her eyes looked like it was just odd. Like she was trying to say like something happened to me, but she didn't know how to communicate that to me or maybe my abilities weren't strong enough to understand. So I had talked to my neighbor about it and I said, you know, I had the strangest dream about Nancy. It was so weird. And I told her about the chair and she goes, like something on the lines of like yeah that that chair that she always had and I was like I'm sorry what and she said yeah haven't you ever been in her apartment and I was like I've never stepped foot in there ever not one time and she goes that's that's exactly her chair it was that blue green chair it sat exactly in that corner and I was like oh my god so it definitely must have been her coming to me in a dream still to this day I have not found out what happened to Nancy but I just thought that was so odd and from there, I also wanted to dive into my abilities more because I'm like, what if I can get more from her? So that's my kind of like weird, spooky story. Um, and moving forward, just wanting to touch on, I've had a couple of mediumship experiences that I just wanted to kind of talk about the process for me and kind of what that's like. Um, I have clairaudience, clairsentience. My clairvoyance is not very strong. So those are kind of like my top three. Um, and claircognizance comes in every once in a while. Um, so for me, sometimes, depending on who is coming towards me, I will have like the, um, uh, it looks like glitter. And I don't know what the name exactly of it is, but it definitely looks like glitter and like my peripheral vision and it kind of just cuts off and it's like tunnel vision and just like glitter on the side of my eyes. It's a very wild experience. Um, and then through connecting, sometimes I will pick up on a, an emotion that someone has had. Um, a friend of mine, her uncle came through to me and like I said, my clairvoyance isn't as strong, so I couldn't see him but I could feel that his presence was very like protective. So I thought it was a grandfather figure at first. And I said, you know, who is this person? And she was like, well, this person could be, could be this person X, Y, Z. And I said, no, it's, it's none of them. Like, I can just tell it's, it's not any of those people you named. Um, and I was like, let me tap into it a little bit more. And then through just feeling and kind of like knowing immediately, I would just like get a word. Uh, and I found out it was actually her uncle. He was in the Marines. So that's why his energy was so strong. And then he was her godfather, which was why I was picking up on like a grandfather, father figure energy. So I just find it really fascinating that I always had thought growing up that clairvoyance was the way that you connected with spirit, the way you um, saw things or saw apparitions. Like I always just had this, picture in my mind of like this is how it works so I watched um I think it's just called Ghost with Whoopi Goldberg I'm not 100% sure but my mom watched that a lot with so that was always what I and stuff. yeah classic movie I still watch it from time to time and I always thought that's what it was like like that's exactly how it is like 
that's what it looked like when you were a clairvoyant or you were a psychic, you were a medium. So when I started developing my gifts, I really had no idea like what was happening, what to do with them. I was like, no, like I'm not a psychic because I'm not seeing things. So I just think it's nice to have, you know, especially this group for people to clarify and say, no, you know, I, I feel things. That's how I pick up on people. Um, I can feel the energy in the room. And it's like, it's so odd. You just know, like you just know, at least for me, you know, I just know now I can kind of discern um, that's a male figure. That's a feminine figure. Or, you know, this person is in the military versus not, or this is a grandfather versus this is a mom. So I just find that really fascinating. And I think um, over time too, you'll always be surprised at how your gifts can develop. So that's pretty much sums it up as to what I wanted to share. Thank you, Casey, for sharing it. And again, you know, it's fascinating, like in some kind of weird spiritual way, it's like, well, like, if we didn't have ghosts and spirits, how would we develop our extrasensory abilities or something like it's kind of weird where it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, like maybe the connection that we share with them, there's still actually something for us to learn there. And this and, and see this, see, this is where it gets into like this whole idea of um, you know, the concept of ghosts not being something spooky at all, but actually being something very exciting, where you get into the idea that, you know, after a person has physically left their body, is it still possible for them to continue to interact? And based on the discussions that we've talked about before, it would seem so like absolutely, be it in dream space, or again, be it through like the, you know, your synchronicities, your intuition, things like that. And you can almost kind of think about it, you know, from the perspective of like, you know, like even like Star Wars with like the ghosts of Yoda and stuff like that appearing as an apparition. It's like, what, what, like how much of that is actually real? And, and, and I think for now, for, for our culture, it maybe seem like something that's purely just science fiction it's just a movie and everything like that but i guarantee you in other cultures it would actually be a thing where it's like okay you know like our relative has passed on from this physical body but we still continue the relationship it is still something where there is still communication there is still wisdom and if anything you know it's like that person who is not attached to the physical body would actually be able to assist perhaps in additional ways that they wouldn't be able to do from the physical body so um again it starts getting into this thing where i I think there's a lot to be able to demystify and and again you know what we may identify as ghosts is perhaps just us projecting our own misunderstanding through the lens of fear but maybe again, you know, maybe there's another way of, of being able to understand it. And can you, this is a big question for everybody here. Can you actually have empathy for ghosts? You know, again, for us, it's like, oh my goodness, there's something walking around and I don't know what it is. And it spooks the heck out of me. And that's okay. You're allowed to feel that. But if you really start to begin to understand it, it's just going to be like, huh, like, okay, I think that spirit might need some help or something like that, you know? And then there are some people that'd be like, okay, let's see what we can do here. And, you know, you start getting into to stories of that where there literally are people that are here to like help spirits pass over. There's a, there's a, seems, there seems to be a need for that because the idea of spirits kind of getting stuck, not stuck here. It's like, again, I don't know if that's the right word, but not fully crossing. It seems to be a thing. It seems to be a thing. So um, let's just keep talking about it. Let's keep exploring together. Casey, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to share at the moment? No, I'm all set. All good. Perfect. All right. Wonderful. All right. Let's just check in here. We're going to pass it over to, I'm going to pass over to Kristen next, and then we're going to pass it over to, to Casey Lunar as well, and then whoever else wants to go after that. So, uh, Kristen, thumbs up. Ready to pass it over to you. Kristen, we're going to pass it over to you. And, and again, Kristen, even just 
please feel free to just kind of like take us right back to the full overview. I'd love to even just hear in your own words and for anybody, you know, what are ghosts? Like if you were just kind of explaining this to someone as if they just tune in, what are ghosts from, from your perspective? I'd be very curious as well as anybody here, but please, Kristen, go ahead and introduce yourself. Welcome back and pass and talk and stick to you. Go right ahead. Hello, beautiful souls. It's lovely to see you all once again. My name is Kristen, aka Pinot Rising on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, all that good stuff. So feel free to check me out. Um, I am super excited. I know this topic is a bit, um, it can be scary, but the big thing I want to say is as far as what is a ghost. So Ghosts are spirits. And Brendan, I think you are absolutely right on when you say the word stuck. So a lot of the times, and this is, you know, we hear people talk about when spirits pass along, you know, they can choose to become spirit guides, right? So in my work and my relationship with spirits, spirit guides are in a different realm than ghosts because spirit guides are conscious of the fact that they are spirits, whereas ghosts are unconscious of the fact that they are spirits they're they're more kind of confused and unsure and a lot of the times this happens because their death was very traumatic and they are not they weren't able to necessarily cope with the act of dying is is my personal experience of what happens to create a ghost so to speak um but and also i really like that you brought up the fact about can we have empathy for ghosts because I definitely think we can. And I, from, from my experience, like I said, this is just from my experience, but a lot of the times ghosts that are acting out, so are maybe moving stuff around the house or, you know, pulling the sheets or messing with stuff. It's because they're trying to get your attention because they have something that needs to be said, or maybe they have energy that needs to be released and they don't know how. And so um, definitely if you are somebody that can, connect with ghosts in whatever way works for you with your clear audience, your clairvoyance, your clairsentience. Um, my, my biggest suggestion I tell people is to talk to them and ask them, hold no fear because as Luna said, they hold no power over this physical realm. You are a physical being. And if you don't want them in your space, all you have to do is say, you are not welcome here. You don't hold power here. Leave, you know, leave this space. And they have to listen to you. They can't stay if you verbalize the the need for them to leave. So, you know, but if you're not scared and you do feel the need or desire to help them, then simply ask, you know, what what do you need? What are you here? And and if if that's something you feel comfortable with, you know, if not, then you can also just coexist in each other's space and understand that we share this physical realm with other dimensional beings and whatever that means to you, whether we're talking about the Fae or whether we're talking about, you know, OUs or ghosts, whatever it is, just being aware of the fact that we share this dimension with other, with other beings and being respectful of that as well. So, um, but personally, I grew up in a house that was built in the 1800s. And so it had quite a few spirits that lived in the house. And so growing up, I didn't really talk to my family about it. I just kind of like kept it quiet, but it would always be at night when I was sleeping, I would hear, and, and all the floors in the house were made of wood. And so there, you could not walk in the house without the floors creaking or making noise. That was just because it was a really old house. 
And so at night while we were sleeping, I would always hear little tiny feet like running up and down the hallway. And we didn't have any kids or cats or dogs. We didn't have animals. So, you know, it was like, it didn't make any sense for it to be anything. But back then I didn't really understand much about ghosts or spirits and what they were. So um, kind of hearing that was kind of like, you know, alarming, but then it got to the point where I started to kind of see them and be able to interact with them. And the one spirit that I interacted with the most was a woman who, and it, it never fits, still kind of gets me like, so we had this giant open room that was like a foyer and it had a spiral staircase twisted down to the downstairs. And we lived on the top stairs, the, up, the upper floor. And at night, whenever I would come out of the living room, I would always see a woman standing at the very top of the staircase, two steps down in her nightgown, and her hair was curly and flowy. And she was never mean or gave any kind of bad energy, but, you know, she was just always there. And she was always kind of looking at me like just peaceful, but unsure of, of what she was doing there. And so you know, it came to a place where it was like, you know, I got older and, and the older I got, the less I saw her. That's, that seems to be how it goes, right? At least until we become able to connect with our clear abilities. And so I was talking to my mother about this, not a week or two ago. Well, okay, fine. I guess it was probably about a month ago, but not long before we have this podcast here today, I was talking to my mom about it. And I was like, mom, do you remember that house we lived in growing up? And she was like, well, yeah, of course. And I was like, did I ever tell you about the ghost that lived there? And she said, oh, the lady that stood at the top of the stairs in her nightgown. And you guys, I never once mentioned this to my mom. I never once talked to her, but she described her in perfect detail, the exact same as I saw her. And so it was like, in that moment, it was like, you know, we can, we can absolutely connect with spirits, but they just don't always have to be this big negative thing. And, um, also, I want to mention too, and I know I've got a lot to say, but I just am really passionate about this subject, but you had mentioned, Brendan, um, people being like called to help spirits pass over, and I have a very active dream space. I do a lot of lucid dreaming, and sometimes in my dream space, I do encounter spirits, and I will interact with them and help them pass over to the other realms, and it's like it normally happens in their home or wherever they um, kind of passed away at and so kind of like working them through the the, the fact that you know you don't it, there's always a lot of fear and like they don't want to let go and they don't want to leave you know leave behind but like explaining to them that hey the life you thought was thank you thank you so much Kristen for for sharing and, and again just for being able to help us put more of the pieces together here and yeah, with that said, we're going to keep passing talks around. Um, just quick check in for those of you on the YouTube chat. If the feed is coming through properly now, go ahead and drop an 1111 in the chat. I apologize. There was a buffer issue. Um, hopefully it's resolved now, but just let us know if there's any issues. Hopefully it's okay. So thank you again, everyone, for understanding. Audio is all synced up. We'll just keep moving along here. I'm not going to, I'm not going to flip any switches if it's working. So but anyways. Again, you know, with, with this topic, it's very interesting because I think we're starting to understand here this idea that ghosts and spirits are, are seem to be two different things. And, and so um, it's still something that I'm trying to be able to understand because it seems to be this idea where, you know, 
this isn't fully the topic of tonight's discussion, but it is worthwhile to be able to explore because it helps us figure out what ghosts are as um, through the process of juxtaposition by comparing them to the concept of spirits. Because I think when we people get into this idea of, um, you know, thinking about like hauntings and, uh, you know, things that are like very almost malevolent, I think that kind of comes more from the idea of, um, of like an actual entity that has like a conscious intention that may be malevolent so to speak um but even though the just the idea of that the idea of being like wait like what like that's actually a thing i know that can be a little bit jarring for some people but again with kristen what what she was saying there i think with the concept of you know being aware of how we're developing this relationship with ghosts and stuff of understanding that they stick around by feeding off of the power that you give them whether it be consciously or unconsciously so i think it's very important to be able to understand that you still do have the power in those circumstances um but yeah i mean there there is like this whole other topic here of you know like the idea of uh they're literally being actual again kind of like multi-dimensional entities that do seem to kind of like attach themselves to people to be able to kind of like pull energy off them but at the same time i don't know if that is literally what ghosts are so to speak i'm not i feel like that's literally two different things but from the perspective of our pop culture mind we're seeing them as one thing we're seeing ghosts as being this thing that the ghosts are like trying to scare us and trying to spook us and things like that whereas i feel like from our lens it's like the ghosts are scaring us but they may not necessarily be doing it intentionally kind of like what kristen was saying they may actually just be either playing out a loop that is about a part of like something from their lifetime or they may be trying to get our attention I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I, again, this is still a very mysterious topic. So let's let's just keep kind of uh, going back to this. And again, you know, if this is something that you feel you're you're moving into, bring it back to the basic idea of again, you know, just kind of like visualizing this like white light around your body and just really setting that boundary. And this is where again, this isn't something I'm an expert in, but you can even kind of like call in the idea of like higher dimensional guides to be able to work with you and stuff i'm sure other people here would be able to talk a little bit more about that but without having to stray too far off the course i do think that again you know just being able to understand the idea of you know malevolent spirits versus ghosts is worthwhile because it does help us understand a little bit more about what ghosts are and again what hauntings are where hauntings may not always be um again i i don't think like yeah, like I think there's a lot of things that we call hauntings that aren't necessarily malevolent, but are more just kind of like residual energy that we're spooked by because it's unfamiliar to us sort of thing. Does that make sense for you guys? Let me know. But anyways, let's keep passing it around. We're going to pass it over to Casey Lunar. And then from there, we are going to pass it to whoever wants to go next. So just give me a hands up for we pass it over to Abby. Okay, for we'll pass it over to Abby after that. And then at that point, um, just checking in. I think, I think at that point, we may just be purely into popcorn style discussion. So we'll keep moving from there and uh again guys if for those of you on youtube do me a favor if you feel if, if the feed is like kind of glitching out go ahead and let me know there is one option that i can do but i don't want to do it um because i don't want to risk 
crashing the feed. But basically, long story short, I'm accidentally on, I'm on my Wi-Fi instead of being on my Ethernet. And I didn't realize I was. And that's why the feed's a little bit different because the buffer rate's different. But nonetheless, hopefully it holds. And if the information's coming through, then that's what matters. So with that said, we're going to pass it over to Casey and then we'll pass it over to Abby. Casey, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the spiritual wisdom of ghosts and hauntings from your perspective. Welcome, Casey. Go right ahead. Hello, everyone. Um, my name's Casey. I have a couple social medias. I'm still learning all the social media feeds and everything. I have um, an Instagram, which is Lunar Moods. Um, I'm on Facebook, too. Just little, little things. Um, so, yeah, I... I want to start off with talking about the story of one of my friends. He actually passed away recently. In 2017, he passed away by a car accident. And um, this is how I kind of started helping spirits into moving on and not being so afraid of moving on because he if you put him in like in two categories, at first he was a ghost and he kept on reliving that traumatizing accident. He was in limbo the whole entire time, just going off and on, like crossing the street, getting struck by the vehicle and just reliving it every single time. So having someone on this physical realm, being able to move him along and being able to be like, hey, it's okay. There is a light. There is a door for you to enter and to become a spirit. That's how I kind of see the difference between spirit and ghost. Um, so that's that's how I see it. Um, hauntings. There's a really good um, place to visit here in Montana. Um, it's between Clancy and Boulder and it's called the Wicks Tunnel and it's it's not very popular. I think it's becoming popular a little bit more though, which is really cool. Um, but there was a tragic accident um, where, I forgot how the whole story goes, but a lot of like 13 to 14 miners died in this accident and it's a really cool tunnel to go to but the first time I went there I had a lot of fear going into everything paranormal everything spiritual and I was very like highly empathic highly gifted without even knowing it and I had to have two a psychic medium and a medium tell me that I was like I had gifts, I had special abilities to help spirits in need, if that makes if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm losing it. The <laughs> um, yeah, so that's talking about the experience in the tunnel. Like what 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 was yeah. that like? Like were you like feeling kind of what the I was feel feeling everything that they were feeling all the miners on um, when I first showed up I didn't know anything about the history I love going into like a a place with no background no nothing and it helps me connect to them a little bit more I'm um, not knowing the story so I can feel like I'm helping them in getting accomplished if that's the word um but going in there 
and they could feel my anxiety and my energy. So they were able to show me even more. And they kept on piling on like how they died, how it was so gruesome. And I started seeing all of these things that I had to stop in the middle of the tunnel. And I basically had a panic attack, but they were feeding off the energy just to show me more for me to help them out. So. Um, it's the one story I can think of right now. I have so many mm -hmm. others that are like from ghost hunts and what everybody else has felt. And I like to hear what everybody else has to say so I can like just feel the energy and move with the flow type sort of thing. So, so you, you've kind of, you've intentionally gone to various places that have had haunting energies or just kind of residual energies and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, and so you, you like have you had experiences where it was something that like your friends were also picking up on it as well, or any oh, yeah. any was... any like particular stories where I don't know any like physical interaction or anything that happened or noises or sensations mostly. Um, like a lot of sensations with it. It's I try to coach people or coach people into like, okay, you're entering a room, what's the first feeling? What's the first initial response that your brain first goes to? Like the first two, two to three seconds of where your thoughts go is intuition, that's the spirit talking to you. But if it's three or five seconds even more, that's your fear taking over, that's the anxiety taking over. Um, but those like two initial, th like two or three seconds is spirit trying to contact you. That's and that really goes with like, yeah, that goes with um, like higher entities saying like it, it's across the board. Like just trust your intuition. Don't put fear into it. Make sure that you protect yourself with some kind of barrier. Like I'm, um, when I first knew about me being a medium and psychic, I had an actual psychic and he passed away recently too. And he, he comes visits me in my room and be like, hey, how are you doing? Checking up on me. And uh, he could feel my energy towards them. And he's going to go with something on that. Oh, I had a really creepy ghost um, in my bathroom, and that's what actually made my fear even worse, because he would, like, creep on my mom and me and all that stuff, and that fear was based on that, and he was able to pick that up instantly. So that was really cool. Yes. Just, no, yeah. <laughs> That's fascinating. Well, Casey, thank, thank you for sharing it. And, and again, I'm sure there, there's more that we'll still be able to talk about as we keep jumping around. So Casey, that's okay. a great start though. So awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Casey. Wonderful. All right, team, we're going we're gonna to keep moving along here and we're going to pass the talking stick over to Abby. And, and again, you know, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm keeping an eye on the discussion in the chat and, and I saw there was even some talk in there about, you know, like, like sleep paralysis and things like that. Cause yeah, it, it, this is all very closely connected and everything and maybe we'll we'll try and demystify sleep paralysis i'm sure some of us have some opinions there and and again just making sure that we're kind of keeping things within the theme of ghost stories but yeah it, it all it all definitely it all definitely relates but i loved i loved again i love the idea of what what casey was saying 
um, that's such a real thing where, again, you know, going back to this idea that we are in an ocean of energy, our emotions literally imprint the energy around us. They imprint the field around us. So like, that's where if we put out the emotion, again, we experience this all the time. If you like walk into a room with people that are in a good vibe, you're walking into like a fun party, you feel that energy, you feel that good vibe, you feel that community. You walk into a space where people are all, you know, like pissy and moaning and complaining and backstabbing each other. You can feel that energy. So again, we keep in mind that this same type of energy is something that can still kind of like linger in physical spaces. So that's where for yes, for a lot of people, when they're talking about these encounters with ghosts, particularly with ghosts, it's not always going to be this thing where they literally see something or they literally hear something. But in most cases, it will always be something where regardless of how clear audience sentience, whatever someone is, you can usually still pick up on it with a feeling. And again, that's the case he was saying. It's a very it's a very intuitive feeling. It's like feeling the vibration and the ripple of that emotion that's still in the air, kind of like connecting into your heart. And then again, and that gives you kind of like an indicator as well. But as Casey was saying, I, I love that that pay attention to how that feeling feels within like the first couple seconds that it arrives inside of your body before your like unco your subconscious mind kind of like projects something onto it projects a fear onto it uh as well because again you know I, I just like the idea of yes for us again we're viewing it through this lens of being very scared but again if you were thinking this could have been you know thousands of years ago and everything like that this would have actually been again a natural part of our human experience that perhaps would have given people the opportunity to connect more with energy of physical spaces or it maybe it could have been something that could give them i guess theoretically i'm just thinking off the top of my head even like a warning or something like that where you know you go into a place and you're just like whoa okay like i just like i just felt something like hold on like something like this is like a dangerous place or something like that and maybe because like maybe somebody like fell off a cliff there or something happened or something like there could have been some sort of natural danger um or or like maybe there could have been like an animal in the near in the area that could have like attacked someone or this is like this is like way way hunter gatherer back in the day um but again i this idea that yes we are energetic beings our emotions are energy and our emotions seem to stay within places and we can actually interact with that and receive that again all this talk of ghosts these are all words but at the end of the day we are just again multi-dimensional beings and i think having this discussion is just helping us understand a little bit more about how we are who we are what we are and the dynamics of how we interact with this space around us and and state the obvious it's not just the physical so this is why we're talking about this so that we can understand it a little bit more abby with a uh, thumbs up if you're ready we'll pass it over to you beautiful all right abby we're going to pass it over to you go ahead and introduce yourself and then from there we'll just continue to get into uh, just like regular pop popcorn style so abby go ahead and welcome hi i'm abby um i have quite a few ghost stories but first i just want to talk about i believe that ghosts are not passed over and have not accepted that they are dead yet. They are in that limbo stage where they kind of are repeating what happened at their death. Um, or maybe they are repeating their daily lives. Um, so one of my first experience with ghosts was when I was, I think I was in like the fourth grade and I like got sent to my room for yelling at my mom and I saw a ghost outside in my room. I saw a whole shadow. And I told my mom about it and she told me no. 
it's not there, which I thought was completely crazy because every single night we watched paranormal investigation shows because I slept in her room, but she, she watched those shows. But when I went to go to my room, I could feel these energies in my room and I didn't like it, but I would have to go to her room and be forced to watch shows about ghosts. And the more I watched it, the more I got scared growing up about the ghosts um, because like, like Brendan said, pop culture kind of puts a scary image in our mind about it. Um, so I began to get really scared about it. And I did an Ouija board when I was away from home one time. And I was gone for three days for like a camping dance camp. And we did the Ouija board and my great grandma came through and she said that she was my guardian angel. And then I didn't touch the board again after that because some other girls asked if it was a good or a bad spirit that they were talking to and it said a bad one. And I got out of the room and then for three nights, I was having things pull my hair, things, I could hear things on the wall. Um, there was like a bunch of bugs that kept coming up by us. And it was, it was just really weird. Like I knew that something was not right. And by the third night I had a panic attack and I was banging on my coach's door asking me to send me home. And I was seeing the things on the side of my face, like the little like sparkles, like you guys were saying. And, uh, it completely freaked me out. So for a couple years after that, I had a few other experiences of things getting thrown across my room. But I believe that um, that was spirit trying to wake me up to my spiritual awakening. And I was seeing it as being scared and I didn't know how to communicate to it from a heart space. So as I got older, I did have other family members that passed and I had other friends that passed. And now I see that when they pass, they kind of are trying, they are teaching us a lesson. And even if we don't, even if we don't know them, the energies around us. So there could be an energy from somebody that we don't know that sees us and they want to help us. So it goes the same way. We have to help them pass over and they'll help us. And we have to learn to coexist with them. Um, a little thing, little fun thing about my, my town is that it was part of the Underground Railroad and I've always felt really, really connected to my town and what kind of got me into my spiritual awakening was going and spending time in my town and writing and journaling and then I started channeling spirit from my town and now I even, <laughs> they even like, I got, I got a channel to go into town and there was a, all this free antique stuff and I connected with the first merchant's wife of my town and she she named the town and um she said that she's just like it was very happy that someone was still uh paying attention to the town pretty much and appreciating the town and i i explained to her the i explained to my mom the next day that i saw her in my room and then she says abby that's the same lady that the neighbors say that they see that they see all the time every single neighbor that's lived next door sees this lady in white who like stands there with like like this and I was like well well that makes perfect sense that she sent me there and um because when I was younger I used to go walk around town and I passed this house constantly so I believe that they want to help us and if they see if it's like if they see someone the bad the bad energies if they see you're down and they want to keep you down and they'll feed into your negative energy. But if they see, if there's positive 
energies that and ghosts that see that you're doing good, they're gonna help you. But you have to you have to connect with yourself, with your heart. You have to start um, looking in your clear audience and uh, your psychic abilities and um, connecting with them uh, to get guidance. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got <laughs> for now. That's fascinating. And, and Abby, just a, a curious, when you see ghosts, how do you, how do you, how, can you explain a little bit more about what you're seeing when you see them? Okay, so right now, what I believe is that they don't really, sh the ghosts that have ghosts that we're talking about, I see the apparitions and I haven't really seen many ghosts in a while. I've seen my great grandma, I've seen a little boy apparition um, a couple of times uh, with a, a couple of different places too. He's been, um, I've seen my great aunt, I've seen uh, other, other ghosts, like other figures in my house, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Sorry. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I've seen any other ones really. Like, I don't know if I've had, cause I feel like those ones all stick with me so maybe I helped them pass over is what I'm thinking and now they're spirit guides for me but in other terms I've never I those that that's really the only apparitions I've seen is in my is in my house and within myself I mean actually I have seen one in my boyfriend's house now that I think about it uh but that's just like it's a figure and that's all I see is like a, just a, a figure most of the time or it's an illuminate it's illuminated and so, uh, again, just for people to be able to understand, when you're seeing even the apparitions, is it like, are they like kind of like, like smoky? Are they semi-transparent? Is it like they're yeah. there, but they're not there? How would you explain it best? As yeah, it's like they're there, but they're not there. So it's like, almost like, you know how your mind plays tricks on you? It's like you think you're seeing it, but you're not seeing it. You know what I mean? It's like your mm. eyes might be playing a trick, but they're not. And then... Sometimes it's like, it's usually like the ones that I've seen that are illuminated, those are when I'm like almost asleep or in a dream state. So like when I, when my great grandma, uh, when I saw my great grandma and my great aunt, they were illuminated because we moved my great aunt's furniture into my house and I saw them by my bedside and they were illuminated. But then I've seen other spirits that are more of just, I, more just like figures yeah that's that's incredibly fascinating and, and and again you know just that that's something that nobody will be able to tell you that you didn't see that like you that's a direct experience that is unique to you so oh, that's yeah. fascinating so abby is there anything else you want to share at the moment i'm sure we'll have some more stuff to talk um, about that's all i've got right now that's all for now i mean again there's always going to be more to be able to go on about and, and again i appreciate your your again the the wisdom as a result of your experience on this so abby thank you for sharing again so yeah, awesome all right well that's it we're going to pass it over to amanda who we haven't heard from just yet and, and uh again you know from from here just really appreciating everybody being a part of this conversation because it's interesting because like with this with this discussion this discussion this topic can be very polarizing within culture you will have some people that will like they they will just 
there is nothing you can do to convince them that ghosts are real, quote unquote. They'll just be like, nope, I'm sorry. If you're seeing ghosts, that probably means that you need to check your carbon carbon monoxide detector. You're just freak. You're just hallucinating, which is honestly straight up a thing. Like some, there are cases where people are like having sensations and stuff like that. And then it actually turns out to be a carbon monoxide uh, issue. So a little PSA here, everybody here, make sure you get a carbon monoxide detector on the side note and everything. But it's interesting because again, you know, there's literally people that are just like, they're like nope nope like all it can always be scientifically disproven etc it's just you know our imagination but again for those of us who are tuned into this podcast we know this reality is weird we know there are things that have already happened between just us even here there is enough experience to be able to say yes there is something and again at this point very much like kind of like a molder scully x-files kind of style we're here to investigate we're here to be curious we're not here to say like you know like here's the great answer we're literally here just to be able to help document this collective shift in consciousness because i think this is something that we can either just continue to ignore and push away and then children are going to grow up having these experiences without any context or we can start talking about it and bring people into a safe and safe and sacred spaces community where they can literally openly say hey look this was my experience and then other people can be like whoa oh my goodness i've actually had something similar and then this is like like this is there's actually like a cathartic healing process on this of being able to again just be able to open up to the idea that yes this is a very very real thing and and it is still quite mysterious and that's exactly why we're here to be able to talk about it so thank you again everyone that's it we're going to pass it over to amanda so amanda welcome back please feel free to introduce yourself and share a little bit about your perspectives on the spiritual wisdom of ghosts and hauntings Hi guys, so my name is Amanda and I do apologize if my voice goes out. I've been um, dealing with pneumonia over the last couple of days. This is my daughter. Um, So I just wanted to touch a little bit on the looping effect that's been mentioned a few times and the different types of entities that you can come across. So with the looping, that's that kind of haunting isn't an actual spirit per se. So there's a lot of different materials that will absorb big, big things that happen and they absorb them and replay them like memories. So there isn't actually anything there. It's basically just a recording of something that had happened and it just replays that recording over and over and over again but there's nothing actually there with the different entities i've i've been dealing with different types of spirits since i was born i used to have these kids that i played with that apparently only I could see when I was two and three. And I've had different dark entities that took a shining to me after I did a seance and was possessed by one of them, which was super fun. Um, But mostly it's just been people that have passed and have something that they haven't finished just yet yes that's my rock collection maybe um 
so most of the time it's just someone that needs help passing along and they need someone to listen to them and hear them and help them with whatever it is that they need help with. Those are what I come across most of the time. Um, currently in my house, there is a very nice old lady who's very protective of us and really likes our family and is very happy that we moved in. And she's been kind of taking care of us and making sure that nothing negative comes in. I have lived in different places where the spirits that were staying there weren't quite as nice. I did have a period of time where I didn't accept them quite so well. Um, one house that I was living in, there was a shadow man that liked to sit in the corner of my room and just stare at me. And he freaked me out a lot. Um, but other than him, I think he's been the worst one. Um, most of them have been pretty gentle for the most part. The possession was very uncomfortable, but for the most part, it's just been people needing help. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically what I wanted to say. I'm gonna keep it somewhat short so I don't start losing my voice. But yeah, that's that's just what I wanted to discuss. That there's there's different levels of spirits out there. That's in incredibly interesting to, to hear you share, Amanda. And, and honestly, I, I feel like there's like a hundred other questions that I have just listening to you talk about that. But I won't, again, you, you let us know what you're comfortable with sharing, be it both your voice and just, again, your personal experience. Um, but again, I'm sure there were people here in the audience who they're just sitting there, they're listening, they're twiddling your thumbs. And then they're just like, did she just say possession like what did she what was that about like what what's this tall man in the corner what's that about and so i'm just kind of curious even just maybe in short form amanda um how relative to kind of the context of this discussion uh if there's any i guess i don't know if advice is the best word or perhaps even just instructions to be able to help people um perhaps not have to go down this path but but even whether the possession thing is something you want to talk about but even just the idea of like the tall man in the corner you know say for example if someone listening to this maybe they have their own tall man in the corner is there something that that we can do and and, and again from here we'll just kind of keep passing the talk and stick around and there's i'm sure there's other people here who could probably help answer this with amanda so say for example you have a tall shadow man in your corner or something like that what what can be done uh, it, from, from our point of view, so to speak, to be able to help maybe help them either just move along or exit our space, so to speak? I'm, I'm just curious. Again, I'm, I'm literally just a student here. So Amanda, if there's anything you want to share, go ahead. Yeah, so um, I was I was pretty much between the ages of 11 and 13. It was it was just before my grandma died and she died when I was 12. So he started coming to visit me probably around 11. Um, I, I was in a low space personally. So I, I was very low vibrational. And I think that's 
what attracted him to me. Um, I got a lot of negative spirits coming towards me at that time. So I think it was just that I was in such a low vibrational space. Um, just just you, for context, so when, so there in that sense, you wouldn't say that he was a ghost. He was more just a spirit. He like he was an actual, like he was an entity kind of existing in a different dimensional state. He wasn't a yeah, ghost. He, um, he was literally a shadow. He didn't, he didn't have any features. He was just, he was probably about six feet tall. So he was regular height and he wore a really tall black hat. Um, but like he was, he was a solid form of shadow is the best way I can describe him. So he had mass to him, but it was just blackness. And, and was that something that just kind of eventually stopped showing up as you started shifting your own vibration? Um, yeah, he, he was around for about two years and then he went away. Mm -hmm. um, once, once I was in a better place spiritually, he, he just wasn't on the same vibrational level as me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and and again, you know that, and and that and that does kind of fit in with um with somewhat uh related to the theme of possession. But but maybe just before we move on, is there anything related to the concept of possession that again you feel that people should just be aware of? And again, either just how to make sure that doesn't happen. Because again, I know for some people they're just like, what the frick? This is an actual thing. But honestly, again, within the context of of energy and everything like that. Again, we, we've, we're opening up this idea and that's where, again, even when we started this podcast, we're just like, yeah, this podcast might not be for everyone because I know a lot of people are just like, I like the idea that this physical reality is all there is. And once you start opening up, you start like, yeah, things get a little magical, but things also get a little bit more dynamic. And with that, there comes an aspect of responsibility and in some cases, caution, so, so to speak, because, you know, these are these are actual entities. These are actual energies. Um, and it seems to be, from my understanding, that that there are some energies, which we've kind of already talked about, they feed off of our energy. And so what they try to do is they basically try to hitch a ride, would, would be a simple way to be able to, to say it. But from my understanding is that, like, they seem to only... See, this this is again this is where i'm curious it's like do these entities like do they have their own lives like when they're not hitching a ride like are they like eating lunch and reading books and walking through the park or something like i don't know it seems to be like they only exist within the context of us so that's where it's almost like they're like an archetype that's projected from inside of us or something i don't know i don't i don't fully know because this is where I, I was actually having a discussion um even with uh with with lacy my partner and uh and, and i'll pass it back to you amanda but again obviously i'm just kind of talking here and for anybody else feel free to let me know if you want to jump in and we were talking about the idea of like the the old hag the the old hag is like this archetype that people talk about that appears um in relation to sleep paralysis where they say you know they'll wake up they'll be in sleep paralysis and they see like this like old hag kind of like this like like goblin woman sitting on top of their chest and and you know kind of weighing down on them or she'll literally appear in the dreams um, and we were talking about this with Lacey and, and I was just like, like, I'm like, yeah, like, do you think this old hag literally exists somewhere? Like, it's just, does she have a house somewhere or something? Um, and we were just kind of like, no, it seems to be as if she only exists within the context of us. 
um, which kind of leads to this idea that it's almost as if like it's like maybe it's it's like a cosmic archetype that's like projected out of us. Um, but again, but again, even even when we were talking, uh, when I was talking with Lacey, um, even here from this higher perspective, if we're just kind of looking at this, we're just like, yo, this is pretty freaky. But if we take some of the concepts that we've been talking about earlier in other discussions, we have to take things back to this idea that everything is happening for you. And when you look at it from that way, you start talking about nightmares, you start talking about meeting these entities, and these experiences are ways for you to both become educated and also to be able to claim your own power. So within the circumstance of the old hag, um, Lacey was talking a bit about one of her dream experiences where like the old hag was trying to freak her out. And then she basically in her dream freaking kicked her ass she like she like used her like her like mind powers within a dream and like shrunk the old hag down to like a little version of herself and like stomped on her and she was like you have no power here sort of thing and she was just like and so that's where again you know it's like it's like the old hag isn't it, i mean yeah it's a lower vibrational energy in the sense that it attracts itself to kind of like these lower vibrational states of again you know kind of like I guess, I, I, yeah, I guess like fear and being scared um, and, and other things that we may be dealing with on a subconscious level. But with any of these, again, you know, kind of like, I guess, possessions and entities and things, it's something where you don't, you don't really tr like, it's not wise to try to invite those energies in. Like, I don't think that's something where you want to like dabble with that. Um, but it does seem that every now and then, if they happen to appear to you, without you intentionally doing it, it is also something where you can perceive it from the opportunity as uh, from a perspective of opportunity for you to also step into your power, for you to also be able to how, how to find a way to resolve this. And maybe again, maybe by you doing this is something where your experience will also help you help someone else who may go through a similar circumstance where somebody else would be like, be like, oh my goodness, I've had this old hag showing up in my dreams and I'm really freaked out. And you're like, it's okay. Like, here's what you can do. You know, like, and, and, it, and it actually like leads them. It's like step one, you know, bring more self-awareness into your dream practice and everything like that. Um, so again, and, and, and just, I know I'm kind of, kind of talking about a couple things here, but we are kind of leading into this. And, and even Abby was talking about this, this idea of seeing things kind of in that half awake, half asleep phase. And, and so this is where, again, you know, this goes back to the previous episodes where we're talking about, you know, dream practice and we're talking about life beyond death and all of these and, and the fairy realm and all of these things. And, and, and again, it's it's within this hypnagogic state. It's like we're kind of like between spaces and it's in that in between space where it seems as if like entities call them what you will, like they can appear to us, we can see them. Um, but at the same time, sometimes it's like whether or not they're actually there or they're actually a projection of something inside of us is ultimately something that will require our own discernment, I guess. So I think when you do see a spooky thing, especially be it in a dream, um, I think it's always important for you to immediately meet that from a place of discernment opposed to automatically assuming. So it's like, oh my goodness, I saw a scary old hag that's a real freaking thing over there and da, 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 da. or you're literally like or that's like an unconscious projection of something inside of me that is there to be able to help also teach both can teach you a lesson anyways again i'm i'm just practicing babbling on here but i'd love to hear your thoughts but amanda just going back um to the idea of, of of again even like you know possession and and what can you maybe just tell us in your own words what you feel possession 
is and, and how to make sure that, you know, people aren't accidentally inviting in that energy, so to speak, if that makes sense, or any other advice, I guess you might want to feel yeah. called to share. Go ahead. So what happened with me was um, I started dabbling with spiritual tools without any kind of <clears throat> any kind of knowledge or instruction. Um, I did I did a seance with a group of people, and a week before that, I had played with a Ouija board. I didn't know how to close out either of those things. So I left myself completely open to having that entity attach itself to me. Um, he came across as a little girl named Lucy who had red hair and had died in a fire. And he was very much not a little girl. Um, so he very much attached himself to me and I had no idea how to rid myself of him. I had to go to a lot of different places and a lot of different people to find out um, how to get rid of him. And it took a lot of cleansing and learning how to ground myself and how to actually close things out and not play with things that I don't understand. Um, but the possession itself, I, I was, okay, baby, thanks for sharing. Um, the possession itself, I was sitting in the lunchroom when I was in high school and was sitting with my group of friends and um, just felt him enter my body and kind of try to push me out of it. So we were fighting for the space and he kind of took my arm and stretched it straight up and my friends had no idea what was going on and then twisted it behind my back in a way that I would never be able to do and actually popped my shoulder out of the socket. Um, and then when I screamed in pain from that, he jumped back out of my body. It was just a quick control kind of thing. Um, it was probably about three months after that that I finally got rid of him. But he was with me for a good five years before I was able to get rid of him. And he came with me through three different moves. So he was very much attached to me and not an actual location. But he was very parasitic and I would not recommend anybody playing with things that they don't understand. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda, for, for sharing. And, and again, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll literally just pass the talking stick here and, and you guys are going to help just kind of continue to guide this discussion. This won't be a five hour podcast. So I think even if we're just ready to wrap up in about an hour from now, that's okay with me. You guys will be able to Again, get we'll, we'll put in as much info as we can. Um, but yeah, again, you know, just just creating context for, for just allowing and holding space for Amanda to be able to share that. Thank you, Amanda, because already there, that's shifting the paradigms where, again, normally people would be like, 
I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to hear about it. If I ignore it, it's not real and it doesn't affect me type thing, you know, and, and maybe in some cases that can be true, you know, like it, it's what you focus on is where your attention goes, so to speak. But at the same time, we're here to be able to create awareness, to educate ourselves and to also to be able to make sure that we're developing a healthy relationship with this stuff. Because again, you know, when you're when you're dabbling into some of these spiritual energies, it's important to be responsible, you know, in the exact same way, if you were working with psychedelics or any of those powerful plant medicines and things like that, you wouldn't just like not be responsible with those. So when you're talking about, you know, like entities and seances and, you know, summonings and stuff like that, I think it's important to make sure that you're approaching it from a place of humility, approaching it from a place from respect and ultimately listening to the wisdom of others. And if they tell you, you know, like either don't do that or just be very mindful if you do do that, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention, because we exist in this multidimensional, this multidimensional reality. There's aspects to it that are still quite mysterious to us. Again, we've already kind of established that, yes, there are these other aspects of entities and intelligence that kind of exist in our reality but they're also in a separate reality and they interact with us and how they interact with us is still something that we're learning uh as well and and going back to even just a youtube chat and and somebody let me know just give me a, a thumbs up for whoever or hands up whoever wants to jump in next you guys just let me know and again we're just popcorn style at this point if anybody feels called to share whether it be uh we'll pass it over to abby then um, Charlie was saying, cause we were talking about the idea of like the, the old hag. Um, and I was just kind of, again, hypothesize, hypothesizing, uh, does this old hag exist as its own entity? Like, does it exist separate from us? But it seems to be that its existence exists only through us. Like it is constantly hitching a ride, so to speak. So, um, again, it's, it's, it's a very, some of this stuff we'll, we'll do our best to be able to make sense of it but some of it may literally just kind of be beyond our comprehension as mere mortal beings so to speak within this dimension um but yeah it's still something that i'm i'm piecing together and i appreciate everybody being here so that we can continue to learn abby i'll pass it over to you go ahead and if there's something that we talked about that you might want to be able to share some insights on and, and yeah again just the context here ghosts and hauntings yes hauntings be it a house it can also be something where i guess bodies can be haunted does that is that is a possession literally just like the haunting of a body does that i don't know you guys tell me does that make sense and, and i did like the idea of um, what amanda was saying how sometimes what we uh see is literally like a memory stuck in a loop um which is fascinating because you start thinking about this idea where it's like wait a second like we already know that like water holds memory um why can't other things and this is where one thing that's interesting i was talking to my dad about this um apparently limestone is something that really holds the energy of spirit and and ghosts and stuff like that so this is why a lot of the old houses this is where they a lot of them they like really keep the energy of those spirits and again kind of like what amanda was saying they kind of get stuck on loops and what we're seeing isn't even really like a ghost as much as it is just like a loop of a memory that is there but again we're seeing the reality in our base state with these filters on but for those of us who have the filters peeled back a bit these loops and these energies they can sometimes become visually you know like something that we can witness uh amanda sorry i saw your head nodding along with the limestone that's obviously do you want before i pass to abby amanda any just on the limestone is that you've obviously have some insight on that real quick yeah limestone's one of the big ones um 
there's certain types of wood as well that hold that type of memory but limestone is the biggest yeah. one that holds that energy any idea why it's just the properties of it um yeah i i don't under i don't really know science, what it yeah. is about limestone in particular and it's not it's not even all wood like there's certain types of wood that don't hold anything at all mm. but there's certain types of wood that do hold it like cedar holds memory really really well interesting interesting fascinating Wonderful. All right. Okay. With that said, Abby, thumbs up. We'll pass it over to you. Okay. Passing it over to you, Abby. Go right ahead. Um, I just wanted to say about um, knowing your own inner light helps. I feel like if you if you see shadow people, sometimes it helps when you say you know you can't be here because they are just trying to get your negative energy. With what I have experienced, if I feel negative energies around me all I have to do is ask them not to be around me anymore. Sometimes I even say you can be transmuted in the, into the earth and like, um, don't have an issue with that kind of shadow again. So there's that. And then I also wanted to say, I feel like hauntings, good or bad, have a purpose. So when you raise your energy, when you raise your vibration, those hauntings can help. That's those, those are the ones that help you. But then when your vibrations are low, that's what like leads to the possession. So you don't want that to get fed into that. And don't, like Amanda said, don't play with what you don't know. Yeah, don't play with what you don't know. As simple as that, <laughs> don't. If you don't feel, if you don't feel, if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. <laughs> mm. And don't, yeah, trust your intuition and know your own, know, know that you are light and that nothing can hurt you physically like i mean i don't really know i can't really say that i don't know what happens in a possession that what it really does if you feel it that much but like if you feel it afterwards i would like to know that <laughs> never really talked to anyone who's had one so that would be nice to know um but yeah that's it i guess and know your knowing your own light and keeping yourself safe mm -hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Abby. And, and again, yeah, I, again, I, with all of this stuff, yeah, it can be spooky. But again, I think from with anything we talk about this, the idea that there is there's always a choice in terms of the perspective you can see it from where some of the stuff, it may be spooky, but it can still be seen from the perspective of empowerment. If it's just like, oh, well, this is educating me. This is teaching me again, as Abby said, to be able to figure out how to focus on anchoring in my own light a little bit more. Um, super, super fascinating. And, and again, you know, we're, we're using the word hauntings with this very culturally applied negative connotation. But again, I, I think in a lot of cases, it's it's essentially neutral um, at its core. And, and so it leads me again to also kind of like get curious about the idea of are there such things as positive hauntings? Um, and, 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 and you start thinking about the idea of, you know, like where there might have been places um, so that's the thing though because because i'm i'm, I'm kind of i'm just trying to piece this together because again usually we're talking about ghosts are usually sticking around because there was like something where in the process of them passing there was trauma and there was something associated with that um so if there wasn't trauma but maybe again you know it's like i feel like like so that's the thing like if there's still like the presence of spirit as a at a place um would that be called a haunting not necessarily i don't i don't think like I, i'm just thinking you know like at a sacred site and you go there and you can like feel the presence of your ancestors like that's not something you would call a haunting but there's definitely something there abby do you want to jump back in on that yes my town before it was romeo 
it was Native American Chippewa Indians winter grounds and they shared the town with the um, new people that with the European settlers that came. So there wasn't ever any like bad blood. And then um, as the town progressed, they worked to uh, get civil rights and end slavery. They moved people through the underground railroads. And then um, uh, what else happened? There was just a lot of like people working for uh, civil rights and community. So that's what made that's what leads me to believe there is positive hauntings because what led to my spiritual awakening was going into my town and get going and talking to my community again. So I feel like it was calling me to start uh, doing that again. That's pretty positive. That's fascinating. That's really really interesting. Yeah. It, it, again, you know, like the the idea that spirit entities or whatever, like they still have a part to play. Like, like as if like their karma, their dharma, like doesn't end beyond the physical body or something like that. You know, it's like, I, I've thought about this in, in this idea where, again, for all of us who have had parents or grandparents or friends who have passed on, we experience these things where it's like their dharma leads them to this place where, yes, they're not in the physical body, but they still are a part of our story and they're still assisting and they're still influencing in some in some form or another. So it's like, you know, literally where if you imagine this from the perspective of a grandparent where it'd be like, OK, yep, I'm going to raise some children. I'm going to be an awesome grandparent and then I'm going to leave my physical body, but then I'm still going to help my grandchildren and my, and my immediate children in some form or another, as if, again, it's kind of hard for us to understand because it's like, did they, did, did they perceive time in a linear way? Like, do they, it doesn't seem that it doesn't, it wouldn't, you wouldn't think that literally like, you know, like a ghost is sitting there and it's like looking at its, at its, at its ghost watch as if it's like bored or something. It seems that again, these spirits, they don't really exist in the in time quite in the same way they're again they're they're literally they're they're basically in the astral they're they're kind of like here and in the astral it's kind of like like yes there's super dense physical reality but then it's like a spectrum of kind of like different densities and once you really get up there that's like pure dream space astral realm but then there seems to be multiple versions of dimension and that's where kind of like different spirit and again ghosts kind of linger within or maybe they sometimes enter into that space um because again you know like I, I i i'm open to the idea that yes my grandparents they assist me as a spirit guide um but i don't necessarily feel it's this idea that they're stuck here on this mortal plane so to speak so it's like if a spirit kind of successfully kind of moves into that space they can still kind of enter into being able to interact with this space when it's relative or again, or they enter in through the dream space and everything. Um, but yeah, again, you know, this is going back to when we first started the conversation. I think it's important for us to be able to develop a healthy relationship with these spirits. And, and what does that look like? That's still what we're talking about here tonight. Who wants to jump in? Just let me know. Um, Kristen, Casey, Amanda, Kristen, go ahead. And, and we'll just keep bouncing around from here. Go ahead, Kristen. So I just want to say, Amanda, thank you so much for being brave and sharing your story. Um, I can only imagine how emotional that could be. And so I just want to give you like all the props for being able to speak up and, and share about that experience. Um, I was actually, it's funny because I didn't talk to my grandma about this, but I had a session with her yesterday and we were talking about um, spirit and healing. And she was telling me how her mother was um, very haunted by what, what she referred to as Satan and how her sister who was a twin was possessed. And so 
what they would do was they would send her sister off to a, a, an insane asylum and they would give her shock treatments. And so she would come back from the insane asylum and be cured because the spirit, um, you know, or entity, whatever you want to call it, didn't want to be possessing a body that was locked up and experiencing shock treatments. And so she would come home and she would be totally fine. Everything would be great, but then the spirit would re-enter her and she would become possessed again. And so it was kind of this um, experience she had to deal with her whole life. And like I said, that's that's not mine. That's my grandmother and her, her mom and her sister that experienced this. Um, but I just think it's a really cool synchronicity that that conversation just happened last night. And then here we are talking about this today. So, um, but, but from... From what knowledge I have gained on it, it's it's those negative energies feed on fear. They grow from fear. They are created by fear, and so the more fear and and because you know if you break it down to the simple fact that everything is energy, right? We're all vibrating atoms bouncing off of whatever, creating an energetic you know field. So if you're putting energetic thoughts out that exist with these negative entities, they're going to grow. And so I think if you're in a place where you're really, which, which, you know, exists, but at the same time, like my, you know, my grandma's mom, she wasn't necessarily feeding into this idea, but she also was scared whenever she would come home that this entity would re-enter her body. And so nevertheless, it always ended up happening. And so um, but she would talk about how she had a relationship with it and how it would tell her when she couldn't go places like she wasn't allowed to go into her sister's house because her sister's house was protected by God. And so, you know, what, whatever that means to you is, is what it is. But that was kind of the relationship she had with this negative ener energy. And so, um, you know, I, I don't really know how else that's relevant, but it felt relevant to share in the moment. Um, but yeah, I think just trying to keep your, your vibrations high, your energies positive. And if you are experiencing something negative to, um, you know, try to verbalize out loud and hold your power and not give into the fear, because the more you feed into the fear, the more powerful they get and the more um, like space they're able to hold within your space. And so, um, but yeah, that's, that's all I really had to say on that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's super interesting, Kristen. And, and again, you know, just kind of talking here, like if we were to just kind of say, you know, how do we protect, how do we protect ourselves against possessions and things like that? You know, I think as bizarre as this may sound in some way or another, I think once you kind of literally understand that this ocean of energy we are in, the concept of possession is actually probably way more normal than we even realize. Like, I think the word possession is kind of what we are using when we see kind of the more extreme cases. Um, but I think the idea of kind of like other entities kind of, again, feeding off our energy and kind of leeching onto us you can almost imagine them as kind of like space jellyfish people literally talk about this they this is this is actually a thing where people talk about like a like this like weird space jellyfish that literally attaches itself to entities and things like that um but in some way if you were to uh look at even the state of the world right now there's these other theories where you get into this idea that 
you know, when you keep people in an unhealthy state, you know, we're talking like basically doing whatever things you can do to keep them alive while minimizing the strength of their auric field. Um, crappy food, crappy entertainment, crappy distractions, you know, even just like distracting them with entertainment, sexual gratification, all of these things to dispel their power. And then you kind of open up to this idea that, you know, these, these humans are, these humans are like, this is again, this is, this is like old stuff that I remember talking about a long time ago, where it's like, it's like kind of conspiracy level stuff, but it's, it's almost as if like, uh, we've created a society where humans are literally being like harvested for their energy and stuff like this. And I know this is kind of getting off into that, but it just kind of gets back what I'm, what I'm saying it for is more so this idea that um, let's assume in some way, again, if this, if you want to turn off the broadcast right now, please, by all means. Um, but it, it, again, you know, it's kind of like this idea that in this ocean of energy that we are in, if we don't have a strong auric field, then there will be kind of like these energetic parasites that will kind of like latch onto us. Um, and they show up in us in, you know, like even in, in like thought, pro thought processes, habits, you know, kind of unconscious behavior sort of thing. Like they're there, but they work best when we don't even know they're there. But the ways to be able to help prevent them from even getting there in the first place is again, to really use your conscious will to reclaim your role in the driver's seat to start strengthening your auric field to start lifting your raising your vibration and honestly again it's not something where it's like oh do i need to go see a witch doctor it's like maybe you just need to change your diet get some exercise get some more sunlight start hanging around people that are going to give a more positive influence start practicing meditation and kind of bringing your will to this uh focus and again it's one of those things where it's like if you kind of focus more on your inner truth and your heart center, then they don't really have any, they, they can't really latch on to things quite in the same way. Whereas if you're kind of like feeding into the fear, then it almost kind of like adds into the fear. But again, they kind of work best when it's like you don't even know that they're there sort of thing. Uh, but if you do know that they're there, then it's kind of like this idea of just kind of being like, okay, like, yes, maybe that's a thing. Maybe it's not a thing, but either way, maybe this thing is actually here to be able to help move me towards the direction of being more sovereign with the choices that I'm making to be able to help strengthen my own energetic body first and foremost, so to speak. So again, from that perspective of everything quote unquote happening for you, yeah, maybe these quote unquote entities that harvest us or harvest our energy and stuff like that, as weird as that may sound, that actually may be kind of just a normal thing that we don't fully talk about and we don't fully understand but if anything it's actually a thing to be able to keep us in check to be able to say like hey you know like <clears throat> if you stray too far off the path this is what can happen you don't want that to happen this isn't to scare you but it is here to help motivate you to be able to say that yes there is all the more reason for you to be able to live in alignment live healthy live focus live your passion and live from your heart so to speak um, so again, you know, th how this relates to kind of like spirits and again, kind of like entities and all that stuff. I think we're able to develop a healthy relationship with an understanding of these spirits when we ourselves are in a healthy relationship with our own energies. 
And so this is where we get into the idea of, you know, being able to literally strengthen your auric field. And thus in doing so, these energies, they can't necessarily grab onto you and they can't leech off of you uh, in the same way. And they can't, quote unquote, haunt you um, in the same way. What, what do you guys think about that? Again, without us getting too far off the path here, because I know this is kind of taking us into a little bit of a branch. I mean, do you guys have, uh, is this something you guys have thought about? Is this, again, because I feel like this is one of those things where it's like, we kind of know it, but we never talk about this because it's just so freaking weird. And it sounds freaking space jellyfish. I'm out of here. Screw this. Like what? No, thanks. Like, cause it does, it sounds weird, but this life is pretty weird. But again, we're not here to freak you out. We're here to be able to understand ourselves. And again, make this a way to be able to bring us back to a place of self-empowerment. So, um, Casey, did you want to jump in? Was that, yeah. Okay. Go, go ahead, Casey. Any, any general thoughts on that, please, by all means. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's how I've always thought it. Like, even as a little tiny child, um, what I did was placement of how your room exists. Like with technology, you shouldn't really have anything in your room, like television, because it'll mess with your sleep patterns or anything like that. But as a child, I put a mirror and I use a mirror for like a lot of things. I'm actually afraid of mirrors really, really badly. Like reflections or anything like that as a child I was able to see spirit through mirrors and they were able to filter in and just freak the crap out of me really but how I have my room is I have my bed on the very far side of the room where I can see the door but I have a mirror facing the door like inwards kind of and every time when I see a spirit through my door they walk into my room and the mirror kind of like sucks it up as a vortex and that's how I was able to keep everything kind of just it would help my sanity or like that kind of stuff um keep it on the down low so I would feel like I was in power I would feel like I was in control of what came into my room and what did not. So that could actually help a lot of people just putting a mirror near your door and just let it as use it as a vortex. So that's very, very, very interesting. Very interesting perspective, yeah. Casey. And and yeah, again, you know, I think I think with a lot of cases when we start kind of getting into these ideas, it's like these mirrors these whatever it is like they're symbols and so it's mm -hmm. like when we put an intention when we put a purpose when we put a story to them then that story kind of helps like orchestrate the reality so that's where again you know for, for those of you who are just like like how do i protect myself against spirit and stuff like that you know like if it helps for you you can find an object and you can say oh this object reminds me that I'm already protected. This object reminds me of my own inner light sort of thing. So, I mean, if someone tries to tell you that, you know, like buy this stone to be able to protect you from ghosts and stuff like that, maybe, maybe it works, but maybe it's more just the belief that it actually mm -hmm. works. And maybe it's not actually that stone, but maybe it's any stone. And maybe eventually you don't even need the stone because you're just like, well, I'm already in that truth. Thank you very much. And I can just kind of go back to it within my heart, so to speak. Um, but yeah, no, no, very, very, very interesting. And, and again, you know, I think again, like the idea of like spooky ghost stuff, 
um, just brings us back to a place of responsibility to, to really be like masters of our own dream space. Um, very much in the same way, if you're going through a nightmare in a, in a dream, yeah, that can be a scary circumstance. But if you look at nightmares, they are powerful teachers be able to say, hey, you know what? This nightmare is going to keep showing up until you realize how much power you actually have. And then the nightmare begins to change because it was there to teach you about your power uh, as well. So, so again, you know, it's okay to be scared about ghosts and everything like that, but it's something that you can kind of begin to meet with, with a different perspective as much as you choose. Um, and, and yeah, just going back to the idea of like empathy, uh, for ghosts, I think is, is very, very interesting. Um, just give, give me an idea who wants, who wants to jump in next. We'll, we'll just keep chit chatting here for a little bit. Um, one, one thing I was going to say, this is very, uh, again, you know, the, the idea of, um, the Tibetan book of the dead, I, I always find incredibly fascinating and, and I'm not an expert on it, but, but there is some information that, I, that again, you know, um, a lot of cultures, they actually talk about this idea where basically they live their life in preparation for death. Like, like literally like the, the physical incarnation here is a way to be able to kind of like crystallize the spirits within the physical body and then when the time comes like they have kind of like consciously evolved their consciousness they've consciously evolved their consciousness to be able to move through that stage of death with a conscious choice um and so this this is where it kind of gets kind of gets into a little bit of a territory here where again i know for some people they're just like they're like I don't like this idea. Like, I don't like this idea. Um, and you'll probably understand why, but basically it alludes to this idea that when certain people die without a certain level of consciousness, perhaps that determines where they go next. So if you have a certain level of consciousness, maybe you go into that next realm. If you don't have that ne next level of consciousness, maybe that means you reincarnate. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's how it works. So it's like once you develop that higher state of consciousness, then you become that like higher dimensional, 10th dimensional being, so to speak. But until you've mastered that within this lifetime, it means you go back. And it's almost like a, like some sort of like mechanism within this multi-dimensional mainframe soul growing machine sort of thing. Um, but, but again, you know, there's a reason why so many cultures are, are so fascinated by death. Um, because again, it's, it's another very powerful place for the journey for, for the, for the soul to be able to journey on. And again, and that's where I think for the reason why I'm saying that is because I feel like in some cases, maybe that explains, um, why some ghosts, um, are here, so to speak, because they died without their consciousness being fully out of state where they were consciously able to move on. And then perhaps they kind of got like brought back into a loop. I'm not 100% sure. I didn't really write the rule book on this. Um, but again, it's just something that I'm curious, that I'm curious about. And, you know, obviously with the theme, it's something we can think about, but you know, outside of this, it's not something that I think about all the time, but, but again, it's just another piece within this bigger multi-dimensional puzzle, so to speak. And again, also bringing it back to the, to the reason of just being like, yeah, you know, we're here to cultivate consciousness and to be able to help others do the same. And yeah, just to be able to help broaden our understanding of ourselves and the world around us. There's a couple other things I was going to mention in a little bit, um, even just related to, uh, like some spooky stuff going back to Gettysburg and, and even how ghosts interfere or interact with electronics and things like that. Um, but before I do that, anybody else feel like they want to jump in or add anything additional to the conversation? Um, again, just kind of like bring it back. Anybody got any other additional like ghost stories or anything? Kristen? Okay, we'll, pa we'll pass over to you, Kristen. Go, go ahead. 
I think Amanda had her hand up, but I definitely do have a good, uh, like a really cool ghost story that just happened not too long ago that I would love to share. So. <laughs> did you go, go right, uh, unless Amanda, uh, did one of you, sorry, did Abby or Amanda? Sorry, I forget which one you said. Amanda, did you want to go ahead or? Okay, okay. 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 So <laughs> this actually happened the week right before my birthday. So what a few weeks ago, I was on a hayride with my family and um, I've kind of opened the, the door, so to speak, to being able to connect with spirits, but I wanted it to be on my own terms. And so I've kind of like, with for lack of better words, like I can kind of turn it on and off whenever I'm like ready to deal with it or whenever I don't. And so I, but it was my birthday and we were having a hayride and we are going down old country roads on the hayride, having a good time. Everything's great. We're all just enjoying a nice fall evening and, you know, the sun sets. And so we're down by the river bottoms and the river bottoms down by where we're at is like um, a bunch of old, um, like farmland, cornfield kind of sunflower area. And so we stop the hayride while we're down at the um, river bottoms to stop and turn some music on and have a dance and just enjoy the, the night air. And so we're doing this and we're having a good time. And I look over into the cornfield, just not really thinking much about it. And I saw a man out in the cornfield, like physically a solid man, straight as I'm looking at you guys right now. And I didn't think anything of it. I just assumed there was some man out in the field because it's hunting season. Maybe there's somebody out there hunting. I don't know. But it, at the time, I didn't really think much of it. I was just like, oh, okay, there's a guy out there in the field. No stress. Like, I'm just going to keep dancing and having a good time. And so I turned because I kept, like, I felt the guy kind of like watching us. And so I was like, oh, maybe we're doing something wrong or maybe something's going on. And so I kind of turned to my dad and I was like, hey, what's up with that guy over there? And he's like, what guy? And so I look up and sure enough, the guy was gone. He was not there. And so in that moment, I realized like, oh, okay, I saw a spirit and didn't even realize that was what I was seeing until like after the fact. And I look up just to be like sure to make sure there's like no houses anywhere nearby. We're out in the middle of like cornfield areas. So um, it was just kind of like, you know, like a lighthearted, fun ghost experience where it was like, yeah, I did experience a ghost, but like, you know, it wasn't anything bad. It was no negative emotions. And it was just kind of funny to me that like, I saw him and he was fit, like, I honestly thought there was a physical man standing there. It was not a illuminated figure. He was not see-through. He was solid as you and me. And then next thing I look up, he's completely gone. So I don't really have any good explanation for it other than it happened. And I can tell you like to document it, it 100% was real because I asked my family if any of them saw it and they were all like, nope, we, we didn't see anybody over there, Kristen. Like maybe you've had a few too many beers, but um, definitely not the case. So anyways, that's that's my, my fun ghost story from a few weeks ago. <laughs> wow. One one more story for the spooky record book. So thank you. And and like even even in then, like it's kind of like it's interesting when when we start having the idea of like telling ghost stories, but it's like not even like a like it like yeah, it's spooky, but it's like almost like lighthearted at the same time, right? Like like what happens when when eventually it starts literally getting to that point where uh, again, you know, we're seeing ghosts and spirits, and we're just like 
just like a thing. Like, it's just like, like they're here, we're here, we're sharing a space. And it's just like, oh, hello, like, hi. And then it's like, oh, we're just, we're just like passing each other on the street sidewalk or something like that. Like eventually for some people, it, it, it is, it is kind of like that. And, and, and I don't know, maybe, maybe that's going to be something that we'll start hearing more about uh, in the future. But again, you know, I, I think there's a reason why in a lot of cases we as humans have filtered this stuff from our immediate experience. Because again, I think it is something that without context, it can be very jarring it can, it can be very concerning and very again unsettling uh and, and everything um but yeah i mean I, I think again i think there is like kind of some there, there's there's a there's a light there's a light and a shadow to this theme uh, as well and, and i think again you, you you listen to stories of children who literally talk about imaginary friends and and things like that and and it's not something that they're scared of but here they are literally acting interacting with a spirit and and in most cases again you know whether that spirit is something that's just like existing parallel to this reality or perhaps it is like the spirit of you know a, a family member that has passed on there's been um i was talking to my dad earlier today and and he was saying that there was a story from his mother my my grandmother um and it was literally the story of uh of um his of my grandmother's sister having this experience where after their aunt died, where she was like sitting at the end of the bed, having a full on conversation with her aunt who had passed away. And, and they asked her to be like, be like, like, you know, like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, you're just like sitting there talking to no one. There's like, no, I'm sitting here like talking to the aunt and stuff like that. So again, you know, it's it, for some people, this might be something where it's just like, no, this is just a reality that only exists in movies like the sixth sense and, and everything like that. But again, for other people, I think it's something that, is incredibly real and, and that's why it's important for us to be here as community because again very much like what we were talking about last episode with the psychic phenomena there will be experiences where you'll be like whoa this is a little unsettling but if those experiences are there for you there is a way for you to perhaps turn them into a gift there is a way for, for perhaps for you to be able to use your experiences as a means to educate others to, to serve as an example of what's possible and again to be able to help demystify and, and in some ways to be able to help remove some of the fear that has deeply ingrained itself into us and not to say there's like some sort of like agenda where it's like oh the the government's trying to make us scared of ghosts because they don't want us to realize we're actually multi-dimensional beings to begin with or something like that i don't know i i, I don't necessarily think it is i think i think it's more complex um, than that but but again you know it's something that's deeply ingrained in into us and into our culture um there, there's a lot of good movies out there uh with ghost stories and and obviously you know I, I think the sixth sense as much as that is just you know a great movie i think that movie is in some ways also a great depiction of what some people literally experience in, in a very real way where they're literally like you know it's like nope like i can see this this being like it's there and 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 it may be again a thing where can we within our physical incarnation perhaps assist them is, is there a way for us to be able to talk about them to help these spirits pass over and pass on and move on and to be able to help resolve things because that's a common thing that you hear with ghosts is that they, they stick around because there's some sort of like unresolved thing that that they need to do and whether or not that's just a, a an idea in a movie or maybe there is some actual reality to that it's quite fascinating 
Um, another great movie that I'll just recommend here, and then uh, anybody else, just just let me know who wants to go next. There's there's I'll pass it over to Amanda then, and um, I was going to talk about Gettysburg just real quick, and again we're getting close to wrapping it up here, um, in, in the next little bit, not not too quick. Another great movie that I'll recommend is a movie called The Others with Nicole Kidman. Has anybody here seen that? Raise your hand if you guys have seen that. Yeah, so Casey and, and Amanda has seen that. I don't want to spoil it for you. I won't say too much about it. But seriously, if you're looking for like a very interesting perspective on ghosts, go check out that movie. It is a beautiful movie. And yeah, I don't want to say too much about it. But if you, you're listening to it kind of from the context of what we're talking about here, it's quite fascinating. So um, again, that's called The Others. The other thing I was just going to mention relative to going back to Gettysburg. Um, so again, this, this is a quick story that was kind of passed on from, from my dad and, and he experienced this. And, and, you know, even I asked my dad, even before this, this episode, for some of you, you, you'll remember hearing him on the past episode we did about um, the spiritual wisdom of death and dying. And, and he, he's worked as a funeral director for, for a majority of his life. He's retired now. And, you know, you, you think, you think li like living a life of a funeral director would mean that you would see like a bunch of spooky stuff. And, and even uh, he was like manager for a cemetery and everything like that. Um, but actually, like the idea of like having ghost sightings and stuff in a funeral home is actually something that like doesn't really happen because again the ghosts are usually connected to the places where they passed away or where there was again some sort of like emotionally charged event that they go back to sort of thing um but it, but one thing again with his experience when he was at gettysburg and again gettysburg is a place in the united states gettysburg pennsylvania pennsylvania i believe um, but this is where there was a big battle there in, in the Civil War. And in one place, there is a very particular place um, where a, an aspect of the battle took part. And it was called Devil's Den. And Devil's Den, historically, before the Civil War, was actually a place that I, I, I assume, like the concept of Devil's Den was actually passed on by the natives and, and everything. Um, and so this place like already had some sort of energetic charge to it. Um, and, and this place was like, it was very rocky. So there was a lot of rocks and stuff, but anyways, long story short, um, what was interesting is that, um, there were some people and they were going there to do some filming, uh, at devil's den. And then apparently like they went there and when they go there, this is, this was like a recurring thing. When you would enter Devil's Den for whatever reason, like the electrical equipment, the camera stuff wouldn't work. Like for whatever reason, it just wouldn't work, but like in like a spooky way. And then when you would leave the area, suddenly it would start working again. But he said that like he was like meeting some people and, and they experienced this and just like the look on their face, it was just like very, you know, kind of like, like very like white. They're just like, they're like, this is spooky. And so even talking to my dad, like he hasn't seen apparitions and I haven't seen apparitions either, um, which is fine because again, you know, I think everybody's kind of got different senses and stuff, but what he's talked about is even being in, in Gettysburg and even going to devil's den, um, is uh, the, the feeling, like the visceral feeling. And, and he said in his own words, he said, um, it feels like as if you're like putting your finger in an electrical socket. Like there's literally an electrical sensation. And again, I know even Casey, we were kind of talking about this earlier where 
going into the, the the place with the miners and stuff where it's like it, it it's it's like an energy that runs up your spine so so again it's kind of like this idea that the 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 emotional energy in the space is something that kind of triggers like an electrical signal within us um but at the same time it's interesting because ghosts in themselves do seem to have the ability to communicate to us through electronics and, and this is where we get the idea of you know lights flickering on and off or again you know the electronic voice phenomena this is fascinating when when you when you see people who go on uh paranormal investigations and they have these different meters and these different devices and when they actually get the actual audio recording of of voices like yo like what's going on there either a it's completely just fabricated and fake and we're just making it up and it's pareidolia we're imagining it or again it's literally something where through these electronic devices they are literally capable of moving energy or communicating energy in a way where again it's like though our our because what are electronic devices doing they're picking up energy in the field around us and so if they're influencing the energy in that field around us then maybe the energy that they're influencing the field around us is influencing the energy that those devices are receiving as well so so i think when you start getting into the evp the electronic voice phenomena there are some people where like literally they have conversations with ghosts straight up they literally use devices and they'll say to them they'll say like they're like hello like are you there and then the ghost will like you know like send it'll be like a creepy voice it'll be like 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 something like really weird right like it sounds distorted but you can still hear it and then it's just like just like what who who are you like what like can can you tell us a bit and be like my name's jimmy i burned in the fire like something like really really weird it's like stuff like that right but like again you can either say a this is just like completely not anything or are we literally experiencing this idea where these ghosts and these spirits have ways to communicate with us and even though in modern day we we use and abby i'll pass it to you in a second we're we're using electronic devices but again I think if you start looking back to cultures, they had their own ways of communicating with ghosts and with spirit. And maybe, maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's a version of divination in, in its own way. Again, you know, when we're working with, with divination, with Oracle, with tarot and stuff, we're still working with spirit. But again, these are different aspects of spirit. Um, but anyways, yeah, the, the, the EVP, the voice phenomenon. And, and one thing we'll talk about this a little bit later, even the idea of being able to see orbs and, and even in some cases, like physical apparitions in video, that shit spooks me out, man. And, and seriously, on social media these days, you can go down that tunnel on TikTok and, and on Instagram. There are literally videos out there that either depict a ghost or again, it's either just fake or something else. But I think, I think, I think that again, we're talking about everything is energy. We're talking about devices that can pick up energy. I think we literally are documenting experiences of ghosts or it's completely fake one or the other but anyways abby let's pass it over to you i'd love to just be able to talk about again evidence quote-unquote evidence of ghosts and stuff like that go ahead abby okay so can you mute that for a second sorry <laughs> um so me and my mom went to go see a psychic one time and we noticed the paranormal stuff in our house all the time and it was lights flickering and the um time is being changed on the clocks downstairs and um we went to a psychic and she confirmed and told us that it was my mom's ex-boyfriend who had passed and um 
there was another ghost in the house. I don't know who she said it was, but he, they, they play with the lights and they change the, the clocks. And last night I was sitting in my kitchen and I was thinking about how I wanted to make a TikTok about it. And then I looked down and the clocks were different, different numbers. And then I tried to get it on my phone where it said it was the time. Like it said, like, 8.33 on my phone and then like 8.34 on one clock and then 8.36 on another. So they definitely do communicate through technology. That's like, for, for me, that was confirmation because right before that I was having a conversation with my mom about how I keep seeing the number 33 and it, keep, it keeps coming up for me, that number and 22 and 77. And then all of a sudden the stuff, the confirmation came through with the clocks. So I believe that they do communicate through technology. Also, my mom one time was downstairs and she was by the clocks and she said that she felt a big whiff of like cold wind go up to her face. And while that was happening, my room is right above the kitchen. So she came upstairs and she was telling me about it. And like right prior to that, my phone was glitching. And she started telling me about some ghost experiences that she was having in the house where she saw like her ex-boyfriend's face. So she's seen his apparition and stuff. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I have about communicating through technology. That's really interesting. Um, <laughs> have, have you ever, either maybe you or someone you know, have you ever seen people who have had like the electronic voice phenomena? Has that ever been something that has come across your reality? No, I have looked it, looked it up to get them myself. But when I started this, I saw people doing it on TikTok. And it, I was like, I don't want to bring that into my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't feel comfortable with it. I don't know. I mean, it, there's, I love paranormal investigation, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not comfortable enough myself to try a voice box or EVP, but someone's mm. got to. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And, and again, that's where like, like, oh God, are we at that age where are we at that age within cult, like timeline within culture where we literally have technology to start interacting with spirit and literally like people are freaking using it to make TikTok videos and it just becomes like a game. Like, like, and seriously, this is where it's like, we need to have like a PSA here. It's like, remember kids, if you're interacting with spirits, don't play it like a game, like respect them and stuff like that. Don't do it for clout and stuff like that, you know, cause that's like not, that's bad karma in, in itself. Right. So, um, again, it may seem like a bit of a joke, but I mean, I don't know, man, like literally like people, there, there's the, um, the reality, reality ripple filter on, on TikTok. A lot of people know about this one and, and they like use this one to kind of like, find ghosts and stuff i i don't know i don't know maybe maybe there's something to that maybe it's not maybe it's just kind of the way the the graphic the the effect works or something but there are some people like straight up they're just like yo this is actually like picking up ghosts and stuff like that or i don't know it's interesting because again i think i think what's interesting about it is the idea that even though we don't fully understand it it's undeniably obvious that we as humans are being pulled towards the curiosity of it they're just like they're like inherently we're just like I want there to be something more like prove to me that there's something more like, like they're, they, maybe they haven't fully delved into the transcendental metaphysical conversations yet, but maybe ghosts, the concept of ghosts and spirit is actually their way in to spiritual awakening. Because once they start having those, those 
confirmations, those affirmations that yes, there is something else out there, it starts opening their mind up. It starts kind of just kind of like, you know, bringing in a, a bigger understanding of the world. So yeah, I think it's quite fascinating to be able to perceive it from that. And, um, and, and again, you know, the, the, I love the idea that, um, first of all, let me just check in who, anybody else. If you guys just want to jump in, just go ahead and, and let me know. We're, we're going to wrap this up in probably about 25 minutes. Um, again, the, the phenomena of orbs, this is a very interesting phenomenon. And this has been appearing pretty much since we started taking pictures. I don't know, maybe not really the old ones or something like that. But again, with the concept of orbs, it's very, very interesting because it's like whether or not those are ghosts, but they're definitely something they're an entity or something like that and we talked about we talked about this in a previous episode um with the fairy folk because again you know like i think what we're seeing when we see those orbs this is my simple explanation of it i think what we're seeing with orbs it's not like the entity itself is an orb it's more so like the orb itself is a vehicle that various different entities use so you can literally think of the orb almost as being like uh the merkaba which is this light body vehicle that even relates to the UFO phenomena where some UFOs are literally like giant Merkabas, but then the Merkaba can like shrink and scale in size. So that's where some Merkabas, which is again, like the Star of David in 3D, the Star Tetrahedron with the triangle up and a triangle down, that in a 3D shape. This is like a pattern that surrounds our body. And so maybe some entities literally like fly around in their little Merkabas and they're like in our space. And again, I'm not trying to freak you guys out, but they're probably like freaking all, they're all around us all the time. Like it's like being under the ocean. Like it's freaking like planked. We have stuff all around us all the time. This shouldn't freak us out. There's germs everywhere. There's stuff in the air. Why wouldn't there slightly be just and more things we can't see, but they're still there type thing. You know, it, it, eventually once you start just kind of opening up to that, it's, it's it, you know, it's a different way of understanding reality when you're ready for it. But yeah, the idea of orbs has always been something that's interested me because I think there are circumstances where um you know it's curious does the spirit like try to make itself appear to us does it does it does it in some way it's like oh they're taking a like they're taking video like let's like let's like try to make ourselves visible or something like that is the spirit consciously trying to communicate uh with us and and this is where again you start getting into the idea of seances and again divination and again the ouija boards and things like that can spirit communicate to us and over the years, there's a bunch of people that would say absolutely, yes, they can. And, and, and I know I can see Amanda kind of shaking her head on that. Um, Amanda, do you want to maybe share some insight? Like what are the different ways that, that ghosts or spirit can communicate with us, even historically or however else you want to put it into context? Amanda, do you want to share something on that if you're able to? Yeah, so um, with the orbs, that is them trying to appear to you it it takes an extraordinary amount of energy for them to appear in a physical form um so like with Kristen seeing a full-bodied entity that took an insane amount of energy for that spirit to appear just for the few seconds that it did so the orbs are a lot easier um the more technology that's around you the more energy that they can sap so that's why you'll see on the shows that the batteries go dead almost instantly because they're just draining as much energy as they possibly can to um to appear somebody's a little overtired 
Um, yeah, so they're constantly trying to communicate with us. They get really, really excited when they find someone that can actually hear them and get their message across and help them out. So it's, it's literally them constantly trying to find somebody that will listen and help them with whatever it is that they need help with. It's usually a message that they need to get across <clears throat> or like something that they left somewhere. I, I had one that her, um, a friend of mine, her mother had passed and my friend was looking for her necklace and her mom got very, very, very vocal with me because the necklace was in like this drawer of a dresser that they were about to sell. And she absolutely needed them to know that that's where that necklace was. So they get, they get very excited when they can find people that can actually understand them and can pass the messages along because they can't otherwise. That's, that's so fascinating just to be able to, to hear that. And, and, and again, that's where, it, again, it kind of opens up to this idea where, you know, for some of us, not all of us, but for some of us, it may be literally on this path where it's still our free will to be able to say like, hey, you know what, like, I'll help you out because I can kind of tap into this energy. It's a, again, it's a gift that that i've been given and and for some people it literally may be a thing where it's like yeah you know part of my reality not yours part of my reality is literally helping spirits and helping kind of convey messages and being a medium being a, a messenger um which is again that's that's incredibly fascinating and and you know outside of this podcast other people would tell you that's incredibly crazy um but at the same time you got you know people like john edwards and this, this is like you know it's, it's actually it's starting to become an actual like common thing. But, but again, I think it's still just something that we're not entirely familiar with in the, in the context of it, it still isn't there. Um, but yeah, that's where uh, Amanda, you, you kind of answered my own question. Cause I was just kind of curious. I'm like, yeah, you know, like what would they be communicating? Right. And, and, and even I'm just curious where it's like, are there ghosts that don't necessarily feel like there's something that they need to accomplish, but maybe they have a specific message for us, so to speak. But then again, it's like, because even, again, this is where we're kind of getting into this category where, um, you know, ghosts seem to have something unresolved. Spirit seem to be more kind of there to assist you in some ways. Is that kind of almost a way to be able to think of it? Like a spirit guide is there to kind of assist you. Whereas a ghost is kind of like, hey, like they need some help and we can assist. Does that make sense? Did I literally just kind of figure it out? Ghosts are... Ghosts need our help. Spirits are here to help us, yes. so to speak. Kind of is that is it that simple? Does that kind of? Yes, Amanda, that, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you, yes, you would that's say, absolutely it. Okay, okay. That that that's interesting. And, and and again, whether or not it's fully our dharma to be able to help those ghosts is you know like something that we won't really know until we're at that point. Um, but yeah, that that is that is really interesting. Um, okay, uh, before I go any further, Casey, did you did you have something that you wanted to jump in? I wasn't sure, or, or Kristen, go, l let me know, guys. We're we're almost wrapped up here, anyways. Casey, did you want to jump in with something, or and then Kristen, who's whoever wants to go first, you guys just let me know. Boop, 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 boop. 
Um, go ahead, Casey, then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm... That happens every single time. I just forget. Um, yeah, it's really hard to like be able to help them in certain ways. Like I used to work at um, a grocery store and sometimes like grandmas and mothers like spirit or ghosts at the time would be like, help, I, I can't do anything. Um, you need to send a message to this person, but you're at work. And it's like the most heartbreaking thing to do is kind of be like hey sorry this is like the wrong time I only have like a couple minutes to talk to this person and I can't talk to you because I'm trying to give them their cash so they can go type sort of thing um also too with the technologies of like EVP um that kind of stuff um telephone wires are really like high if you have a house or like a um neighborhood that's in like a really bad area with telephone wires if that makes sense where it's like admitting all that energy that could make a place even more amplified so i wanted to throw that in there too interesting yeah yeah again kind of like with what amanda was saying like where there is electricity they seem mm -hmm. to kind of like ride that electricity they use the electricity almost as a way to move energy or to send energy or to move with the energy or something like that yeah. i don't know it seems, seems to be that way so um that's interesting uh amanda i'm just i'm just kind of curious going back to the question of like you know the different ways that ghosts and spirit can communicate with us do you have some more insight on that um, even just kind of ways that aren't necessarily like relative to modern day electronics and stuff like that. Cause I mean, again, I think we can think of like, yeah, like dream time would be an obvious one, but within this waking state, um, yeah, maybe what, what do you think are some of the other ways that either ghosts or spirit can, can communicate back to us? Um, sense is a big one. You'll, you'll suddenly smell something that nobody else can smell. And that's usually just them saying, hi, I'm here. Um, you'll hear specific songs that are specific to a connection between you and that spirit. Um, there's always, there's always the angel numbers and whatnot, but if they're able to manipulate the energy really well and they can't find anyone to communicate they will actually go and find the thing that you're looking for and place it in front of you so they they have a lot of different ways that they try to communicate um they always try to find someone that can actually understand what they're trying to get across because it's extremely frustrating for them when they're trying to tell someone something and even if they're getting the messages like the songs and the scents and whatnot they're not getting what the actual message is they get so frustrated and so upset and like imagine you're standing in front of someone and you're trying to warn them about something and they literally do not understand the word that you're saying to them it's in it's horribly frustrating for them. 
So they they try every way that they possibly can to communicate and to get through to us and to either help us or just find a way to send that last little message and find a way to connect that one last time before they move on. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. Again, you know, as we're, as we're just kind of talking here, I can kind of like feel the paradigm shifting where again, you know, for each of us here, like what happens when we kind of just open our heart and our mind to that idea where it's just kind of like, okay, if I'm just kind of going about my reality and then a ghost comes across my path and says, I need some help. What will I do? Will I be able to help it? Because I'll be able to identify what is happening. You know, without the context, some people will just be like, why are my lights turning on and off? Ah! And then they just run out of the house. But again, you know, after us having this discussion, maybe for people listening to this, not that we're saying like, oh, you know, like this is inviting in this energy and everything like that. But again, it may be something where it may not necessarily be something that is like immediately your choice, how you choose to respond to it will be. But it may be something where, yeah, there may be various interactions with spirit. And again, it may just come through dream space. But now, as a result of hearing this discussion, you may see it differently from opposed to just being like, oh, like meet it with fear and instead meet it with curiosity, meet it from empathy, meet it from a deeper understanding and be like, be like, oh, like, hello, hello, ghost. Hello, spirit. Like, how can I help you? Is there something you need me to do? Um, again, you know, <laughs> I swear they tried to teach us this in Casper. I was pretty sure that's what that entire movie was about, right? Like all the uh, the Casper was basically just trying to, you know, he's trying to like, he needed help with stuff and everything like that. And anyways, go watch Casper, I guess. Um, but yeah, you know, the, this this stuff of, of, of realizing that the ghost phenomena is not something that we can just push away and ignore forever. They are a part of this reality we are a part of this reality and there are aspects of this reality where those realities overlap and they relap they overlap not just to spook us but to be able to provide in some ways a an incredibly special unique and magical experience in some ways or another like think about the idea that you know like we think ghosts and we immediately think spooky halloween and everything like that tell me about all the other positive ghost experiences that's what I'm interested in. And, and again, I feel like maybe that's something where maybe other cultures, maybe they've had that a little bit more than us. Maybe we've forgotten that that's even a thing. And, and here we are just kind of living in fear of the concept. But for those of us who happen to be fortunate enough to be able to listen to this, maybe this will, again, allow us to be able to show up as, again, humble neighbors to, to these spirits who legitimately can benefit from us being able to help assist them in a way that we are capable of without it having to be, it may be something unusual, but maybe once we kind of get the context there, maybe it isn't something that necessarily has to be scary. So how you choose to, to approach it, I think is gonna be up to you. And I think once you tune into discussions like this, I hope in some ways, for those of you who are tuned in, I, I hope you leave this podcast with a little bit of different perspective. And, and next time you feel like maybe there's a little bit of a haunting or something, check in with your intuition if you feel like oh you know like this is like this isn't this isn't vibey energy or something like that you know set those boundaries bring in that white light take care of your own auric field boost your energy set that intention communicate etc 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 but again you know maybe there are going to be things where 
once you may get kind of like subtle hints that something's trying to communicate with you and maybe you can meet it from a different perspective and meet it from a place of how may I help you? You know, what can I do to assist you in this moment? You know, um, literally in the same way any other human would do if they were to communicate with you. But again, since it's non-physical, the communication is going to be different. But once we can begin to acknowledge how that communication takes place, maybe we'll be able to understand it. Maybe we'll be able to meet it there in, in, in a different way. So I don't know. I, I really don't know. It's hard for me to say. But again, just with putting the pieces on the on the table, um, it's up it's up to how this information resonates with you guys. Again, you know, thank you so much for listening and, and just allow yourself to kind of carry it in a way that feels right for you. So let's get close to wrapping this up. Um, finishing off with any closing notes, even just kind of letting letting, you know, how, how do you guys feel we did with this discussion? Do you feel like we kind of shifted some paradigm Chris and go, go ahead and I'll just pass it over to you and any closing thoughts do you think do you think we did a good job of kind of painting a picture here moving from fear to understanding absolutely I think anytime we get the opportunity to discuss openly about topics that are taboo so to speak I think it's always going to bring wisdom and clarity in and also just being able to get people to a place where they're open to even having these discussions and being willing to connect with the information and kind of clearing the mysticism behind it. So it doesn't have to be this scary thing, but it's more of like a, a wi the wisdom that comes with just being open to the experience, I think. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Thank, thank you, Kristen. And, and again, you know, like that is, again, the intention of us having this discussion. Yeah. Like the spiritual wisdom is, this is a part of our reality. And, and, and it's something that I think when we develop more of an understanding to it, it also helps us understand more about ourselves and things like that. And, and who knows, like, guys, when the day comes, when like, you know, like when, when like we're ghosts or we're spirits or something like that, and then maybe some of us are still on the earth plane, you'll like, you'll like, I'll, I'll like send you guys a message or I'll blink on your clock and you'll be like, oh, hey, Brendan, how can I help you? I don't know, does it work that way? Maybe, we'll see, we'll see. Anyways, uh, let's just get into some closing thoughts. I'm glad that we were able to just kind of, again, bring in this very insightful energy. And thank you everyone again for sharing their experiences. Closing thoughts from anybody here. Kate, Abby, will pass over to you. And then Casey and Amanda will pass it over to you guys afterwards. Abby, when you are ready, we'll pass it over to you in two seconds. And go right ahead. <laughs> Sorry. I, I understand. <laughs> um, I, I just wanted to say, uh, to, if you guys want to communicate, if you feel called to communicate, getting a pendulum is something that I have been using to communicate. And I got a book, I have it right here. So um, it's this one. And it's got a lot of, uh, it's got pre-made little pendulum circles already. And it goes over everything, the crystals that, different kind of crystals you can get on the pendulums. Um, and I just feel like that's a good way to communicate if you feel ready. And I feel like we really did shift some paradigms tonight. Awesome. So thank you guys for holding space. Loved hearing all of your stories. Thank you. Thank, thank you as well, Abby. And, and, and absolutely, I, I, I was thinking about the pendulum thing because I without we only briefly talked about it. But yes, like really relative to the divination concept where I, I think, again, you know, pendulum probably would be one of the most accessible ways for, for us to be able to communicate with spirit. Um, Abby, can you just maybe explain a little bit from from your understanding of like why the pendulum works and, and what's actually happening? Because my understanding is that it's again, it's it's a, such a 
subtle thing that it can be influenced through this energy that is also kind of coming through us, but maybe it's the space around us. I mean, what's, what's your perspective on why the pendulum works? So you have, it's coming from the heart. You have to be grounded coming from the heart space. You have to be centered and balanced and it's coming through your energy field, but it's connecting with the other energy fields around you. So that's how it influences the answer. So you just ask it the question and you're going off of your energy field and then the other energies around you, it'll move. Mm -hmm. And if you have one, you will notice sometimes it is completely straight. It will not move at all. It'll have days where you, it will not want to talk to you. And then other days it'll be swinging back and forth. Sometimes I even notice it swinging like just very slightly. I don't know if it's because there's like a breeze, but I keep my, um, my uh, crystals underneath it. And sometimes I do notice slightly, it'll just like start like swinging a very, very little bit, but that could also just be a breeze. It's supposed to go off my energy field and the other energy field, but maybe there is so much energy that it does want me to communicate. So that could be it. I don't like to rule that out. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and, and and again, state the obvious discernment always always going to be our best friend in this because our imagination will kind of be like, oh, it's wiggling, the ghosts <laughs> are around me and stuff like that. But but again, so so even with this, you know, when we're talking about connecting with the the energy coming through the pendulum, um, from my understanding, again, you know, this can be a way for us to be able to like we're kind of deciding who we're connecting with. You know, it's like we we almost kind of put out the call, so it's like okay, I'm checking in with the wisdom of my heart and also the wisdom of my quote unquote higher self. But in the same way, you could say like, okay, I'm, I'm using this pendulum right now. So like putting out the signal where it's like ghost of the person who's in this house. If there's something that, that you feel that you wanna be able to communicate with, now is the time and you kind of like invite in the energy. And then from my understanding, again, the pendulum works in a very simple way where, like you said, you can literally have a map where you hang it over top and, and it has words on the map where it's like, you know, yes, no, maybe sometimes, but um, literally just simplifying it, even just on your hands where, again, I guess we're just getting into pendulum one-on-one stuff where you're holding the pendulum, anchor into your heart, take a few breaths, set that intention with what particular energy you're inviting in, be it higher dimensional guides, or again, I guess in some cases, maybe a ghost, a, fr a friendly ghost, a ghost who needs a little bit of help and you're just like okay show me yes and then it will move in a certain direction it might be left right it might be spinning counterclockwise it will it will show you and then show me no and then you kind of establish a baseline and then from there you can begin to kind of like ask it questions i guess is that in in alignment with your understanding is there anything else yeah that that's pretty much it in the book that i have there's even um a circle with the alphabet so, I mean, I've had one day where I felt like I had a spirit that I knew that was trying to connect with me and I wanted confirmation to know if it was that person. So I went to the book and I asked for the initials of who was trying to connect with me and it was that person. So there's there you can even make your own. It can that's why it's so cool. You can like ask it questions about your past life. You can ask it questions about anything you want really. Yeah, that's that's fascinating because I mean, like, if we're if we're literally taking it from that perspective, it's just like we could literally just have a full on conversation with a ghost using a pendulum. It seems like that possibility is there. The only thing that's stopping us is us just being able to say, "No, this is stupid. This is crazy. This is pointless. It's not worth my time." But again, if you're in that heart space, maybe it is. 
maybe it is. I don't know. But again, whatever the case, I think just again, being able to approach that from a place of respect is very very important don't just do it as like it's like freak me out like it's like like in the same way how kids play with ouija boards and everything like that it it is a sacred it is a sacred way to be able to communicate with spirit and and again i think yes we see that we see spirit usually communicates through subtle energy and that subtle energy also comes through us uh, as, as well so we in this it's kind of weird as we get closer having this up it's like in the same way you know like the ghost can communicate through EVP and electronic devices and light switch and all of these electrical electrical devices. It's just like, oh, well, we're an electrical device too. So obviously it can communicate through us. And again, as Amanda was saying, it can communicate. And even as we were talking about earlier with Casey, it communicates through our senses. It communicates through our feelings, through our intuition, through our chakras, literally through the different energy centers of our body. Um, I feel like there's more of a conversation to get in here. And I feel like that's where um, there's almost, damn, we haven't even gotten in here, but we're going to get close to wrapping this up where you get to kind of into this idea of people literally doing channeling, you know, do, doing channeling. And, and we talk about the idea of doing channeling and usually it's Bashar from another nebula or some sort of higher dimensional alien or inner earth Pleiadian or something like that. But I mean, hey, it's energy. Energy's here. Energy's there. All these beings are, you know, it's like a freaking cosmic phone book. You could, you could call anyone, I guess. Maybe I don't know. It kind of works that way. Maybe not. Probably not everyone. Probably not everyone. There's probably some lines that you just do not have access to at, at our puny human mortal level. But anyways, um, I mean, I, I, I'm just kind of talking out loud here. And maybe Amanda, if you have any insight on this. But again, you know, the idea of uh, some people. From my understanding, they can kind of get into this state where um, I guess this is, geez, like how do we not talk? Well, we kind of talked about this earlier, but again, mediumship. You look at people who literally, they're just like, they're just like, okay, I am getting a message from your grandfather. He is telling you the remote is under the couch or something like, you know, like something like remedial or something like that. But again, what's actually happening there? Like that is, again, that is information being sent coming through our electrical device of our body and as a result again like this is this is mainstream right people are literally just like oh this is my deceased relative speaking through another person this seems to be another way i mean without <laughs> we'll talk about this for a little bit more what, what do you guys think about again even just that has anybody had any experience with that has anybody want to share um, Amanda and then okay what well, looks like <laughs> looks like looks like we're not done yet so uh, we'll, we'll keep going but we'll get it wrapped up soon enough Amanda go, go ahead and then anybody else I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this um yeah I'm a channel <laughs> of course of course um yeah so it, it it very much does not work that way otherwise I'd be having conversations with Kurt Cobain on a daily basis <laughs> um yeah so I can I can connect to pretty much anybody's energy, but I I have to have that connection. Like when when there's something big going on in the world, I connect to everyone as a collective. And that gets insanely overwhelming, but like if everybody is feeling the same thing at the exact same time, then I will connect to that energy and that all comes pouring in. And then I have to take a break for about a week. Um, but 
just normal everyday channeling I can if I'm in the middle of a conversation with somebody I will automatically connect to their spirit guides if there's messages that need to come out and just say the messages I have no idea what I'm talking about I have no idea what these messages mean they just come out and I am just I'm basically just of a, a channel I I'm just there to let them speak through me essentially um but like I can't I can't just randomly pick somebody out and start getting messages from them they have to actually want to send a message so it has to be that mutual connection going on you can't just kind of pick and choose unfortunately it's only a it's not necessarily a telephone. It's like a one-way radio, I guess. Right, right. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're, you're just there to receive whatever instructions are kind of coming through and stuff like that. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, could you theoretically like prompt questions? Yeah, I, I can ask questions if they're already talking. Like, technically, I could... If somebody wanted to speak to somebody, I could ask if that person is available to speak. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're even still around because they may have reincarnated. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they have anything that they want to say. So I, I can absolutely try and reach out to somebody. I just don't necessarily connect to them. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's, again, it, it's, it's, it's so fascinating. Cause again, like, you know, the, the concept of channeling, it's, it's nothing new, you know, like this is like, yeah. it, again, it's something that's like been in all throughout different cultures all over the years. So that's fascinating. Awesome. Thank you again, Amanda, for sharing. And, and, and then I guess, um, Kristen, Casey, did you guys all, did everybody, did everybody have their hand up for something to share on the channeling aspect? Okay. Casey, we'll pass it over to you and then we'll pass it over to Kristen. And we'll, we'll get close to wrapping this up in the next little bit. Go ahead. Yeah, I have I have way too many stories about channeling, like um, with Reiki. Um, if I'm in a Reiki circle, I can feel the energy, like I can channel what they're feeling on the table. Like, okay, what part of their my body feels bad or feels worse? And I can feel like, oh, the left knee is really hurting. So I tell the person like in a circle, like, hey, work on that spot on that left knee and I can channel what that energy is going um I've had several rooms where I've walked in and I'm like channeling the spirit and I get all pissed off because the spirit's like an alcoholic like really really bad and I can feel that emotion and I can channel it or I go into a room and someone got murdered and I can feel the knife like in the side of the back where they get like stabbed it's very painful but like you have to separate yourself from is that my pain or is that theirs type sort of thing um I do that with tarot cards too like just ask and you're just channeling like tonight with I got consciousness is the first one which we talked about rebirth and how the body 
has to go through limbo sometimes. The spirit or ghost has to go through limbo. And then the courage to be able to go past, like, to go into that light to turn into the spirit type sort of thing. So, and I'm very ADHD. So everything that, like, is on my mind has to go through my, like, go through a filter. And I cannot have a filter at all. <laughs> um, that's how they channel. That's how they let me know. That's fascinating. Awesome. Casey, thank thank you for sharing it. And again, I'm I'm I love just being able to listen here because like the, the channeling thing, it's it's not something that's an immediate direct experience within my reality. But again, I love the idea that just being able to sit here and listen from from everybody here is just helping us all learn. So all right, Kristen, I'll pass over to you. Let's talk a little bit about channeling and then let's get ready to wrap this up. It's eleven eleven on the clock. Good omens. We're almost done. Go ahead, Kristen. Beautiful. Casey, I'm so glad you brought up um channeling during Reiki sessions because this has been something that I channeling has been something that I've experienced before I learned Reiki and since I've been working with Reiki energy I do channel spirit guides but it's always so interesting because during the sessions I'll have different like angels or ancestors or um, like past relatives or whoever like will come into the session to like offer their healing or their, um, you know, wisdom on the subject. But it's so funny because a lot of the, not, not a lot of the times, but if I'm confident and comfortable with the person I'm working with, I'll kind of talk to them about who I've seen or who I've, you know, experienced. And so sometimes I'll be like, you know, some of them I know and I recognize from other sessions, but every now and then like somebody's personal, you know, guide or ancestor will show up and I'm like, I don't know who this was, but they look like this. They said this, they, they, you know, talked like this. And then the person will be like, oh my gosh, that was my great aunt or that was my, you know, uncle or whatever. So it's just kind of interesting to be able to experience that in a totally new sense where it's like formed around the essence of healing and being able to connect with it in a healing way. So, but yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. So, um, communication with them you know it's, it's funny because it's like you don't think about it in a way of like you can ask until you're in the situation and you make the conscious decision to ask because you kind of have to be able to like pull your ego away from the situation and be like this isn't this isn't me creating the situation this is me like being a channel for the information and so really being able to just like open yourself up to allow the communication to come through rather than trying to control it if that makes any sense. <laughs> mm, yeah, just kind of like without a bias, just being able to observe it because yeah, the information isn't always for you. It's it's, it's for somebody else often as well. So fascinating, fascinating. No, it, it, again, it, it makes sense that, that something like that is possible because otherwise, you know, again, like otherwise like the spirit are stuck on the other way and they're just like have no, like it, it wouldn't make sense that they have no way to be able to communicate. So again, they're communicating through through divination, through pendulums, through devices, through senses, even again, through like, through the elements, through again, you know, even like those times where it's like, like the wind picks up and stuff like that. People talk about these experiences all the time. And again, obviously through, through dream time. And then when you get more into the spirit side of things, not necessarily the ghost, that's when you start talking about uh, the communication through, through synchronicities, through angel numbers, through music, um, through just like finding things in some ways or another, things kind of appearing that you once 
didn't know where they were type thing seems to be there's there's lots of different ways um for for again for for ghosts and spirit to be able to communicate to us and for those of us who are open to it, it it's again it's something where we can kind of meet it halfway and, and then again to be able to learn from that experience and perhaps be of service not just to the ghost but to others because sometimes you're right sometimes there's a message that comes through and and as much as it is the ghost being able to say like hey like pass on this message tell my tell my mom that I love her or something like that, you know, something like that. Yeah, it's for the ghost, but you have no idea what that message might mean for the mom as well. So, so again, it's, it's a very, very powerful thing for, for us as humans to, to be in a place where we can acknowledge the, the value of us being able to be conduits of consciousness in the many different forms that we do in the same way <clears throat> we're kind of conduits for spirit, for ghosts, we're also conduits for, again, you know, like messages for the collective and messages of creativity and things. We're making it through our art. We're doing it all the time. So with that said, we're going to get close to wrapping this up. Let's just finish with some closing thoughts, even though I know we kind of did that for a second and then we kind of get back into medium and, and, and all sorts of other stuff there. Um, but yeah, any closing thoughts and, and even just gratitude that anybody would like to share. And then we'll just do a quick little meditation and then we'll wrap it up here. So um, Casey, Amanda, Kristen, anybody just wants to be able to share? Kristen, go ahead. Closing thoughts and then we'll pass it over. I just want to give so, so much gratitude for all of you beautiful, amazing souls, as always, for holding lovely space and just creating this ability to be able to speak from our heart and be open and um, maintaining a judgment-free zone. I really, truly appreciate it from my heart. Um, so, so much gratitude for everybody who has shared space and shared wisdom and um, just been able to come with an open heart and share beautiful love with each other. Namaste. I love you all. <laughs> Wonderful. Awesome. Thank you, Kristen. And Casey, did you want to pass it over to you next? Go ahead, Casey. Yeah, um, I do have a comment. Um, it's a really good show. It's on Netflix. It's called um, Haunting of Bly Manor. And if you take that show and not take it as, like, evil, like, yeah, it's supposed to be haunting. It's supposed to be like, ooh, it's October. Yay. <laughs> um, just, like, take that in context because there's a lot of information in that show, even on, like, Hill House, even though it's, like, super scary. But I think Bly Manor really touched on, like, a lot of things that we started talking about today. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and again, you know, I, I think there will continue to be a part of culture that's going to just continue to see ghosts as spooky and scary and everything like that. But I think undeniably, as we continue to awaken our consciousness, we got people talking left, right and center about contacting spirit guides and angels and dreams and premonitions and psychic abilities. So again, I think it's our duty to kind of have these discussions because these are creating a, a better understanding for the context of the reality that we're in how to be able to de demystify fear and how to be able to show up in service for our fellow spirit for we are spirit too at the end of the day you know let, let, let us not forget that we are spirit too so we are here amongst our relatives amongst our family amongst our friends be they in physical form or otherwise our journey is still one of a shared adventure so amanda would you like me to pass over to you for any closing thoughts and gratitude feel free to do that now go ahead i just really appreciate everyone being here and having this discussion that even 10 years ago we wouldn't have been able to have so it's just really exciting that we were able to do this and have this for future generations even to 
look back on this and have the education available. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Wonderful. And, and Amanda, thank you again for sharing. And thank you, Casey and Kristen and everybody else who was a part of the broadcast who had to head out a little bit early. So yeah, in, in, in conclusion, I, I think, I think team, we did, we did a good job tonight. You know, we, we approached this project from, from a heart centered place. This wasn't purely just to be able to tell entertaining ghost stories, but it was to be able to understand something that is quite mysterious. And, and again, you know, something that is mysterious is just something that we have yet to understand. And now I feel honestly, like we understand it a little bit better. And, and if we can keep approaching it with that idea to see it as a chance for us to both learn and, and to be able to uncover more of the mystery and perhaps to be able to help others understand from their unique perspectives and to even be able to help help them transform their fears and things. I think it's a very, very powerful direction for, for us as a society to be able to, to move towards, whether it be on a collective scale or even again, just within our smaller communities and in our, in our individual communities and circles. It, it's a very, very powerful way to be able to show up with this, again, respect and empathy for the spirits around us. So thank you again, everyone, for being a part of this discussion, for, for helping us explore the spiritual wisdom of ghosts and hauntings. May it lead us back to the wisdom of our own heart and our connection between these energies as we are all on this journey together. Let's get into a little gentle closing meditation and then we will wrap up the broadcast just to be able to close off the circle here. So just inviting everybody to just kind of get comfortable. And when you are ready, go ahead and close your eyes. And as you breathe here, listening to my voice, just allowing yourself to gently relax. Straighten up your spine, open up your chest, relax your face. And just bringing your awareness into your heart. And you can put your hand on your heart here if you choose. And just bring yourself into this space of gratitude, gratitude for all of us for showing up, for listening, for speaking, for being present. And just going back to this visualization of all of us in this circle, and just taking a moment to be able to see these faces and thanking everyone again, thanking them through space and time on an energetic level. And just imagining in this moment, all of us just standing up and coming together and just concluding with a nice big group hug. So you can imagine all of us just gently hugging right now. You can physically hug your arms around yourself. If you wanna just do that, add a little bit of a gentle sway as you just feel the sway of the group and just feel the love in this moment. Take a couple deep breaths together, deep inhale. Exhale, a bit of a sigh, release. <sighs> do another one of those together, inhale. And just taking one more moment here, you can release your arms if you wish, but just allow yourself to reflect on this space and communicate any message of kindness, of appreciation, of inspiration to every single person, a part of this community. What message do you have to say to them in this moment, perhaps in the context of tonight's discussion? Go ahead and communicate that now. <clears throat> Beautiful. Just taking one more moment, thanking everyone again. And you can imagine this gentle group hug slowly releasing and just taking this last opportunity to be able to just carry this energy with you, carry this feeling, carry this love, feel it, carry this inspiration, carry this compassion. 
And you can feel free to thank any of the particular members of the team within your imagination right now, walking up to them, saying thank you, telling them if there was something in particular that really resonated with you. Feel free to come up to me, say hello. I thank you again for showing up. Feel free to imagine sharing a hug if you wish. And with that said, just allowing you again to be able to know that this space here within community is something that will continue to be present within our hearts as we continue to move forth on our journey throughout the days to come. So just concluding this meditation, bringing this energy with us, being in our heart space, thanking everyone once again, and taking a moment here, one last extra moment to be able to express our gratitude to the spirit, to the ghosts, to any of the energies that we speak of, and just allow us to be able to just be able to say thank you to them in a way that is comfortable for you and to be able to express your compassion for them. Beautiful. And so from here, again, just carrying this love and this compassion of community with you, may continue to spark your spirit and charge your spiritual battery as you continue to bring this, this wisdom and this insight with you on your journey and continue to plant seeds and have discussion where you go. Slowly from here, you will gently bring awareness back to your physical body as you wiggle your toes, wiggle your fingers, and gently open your eyes and return your awareness to the space around you. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. That was a wonderful broadcast. That was two hours and a bit, but it wasn't three hours. It wasn't four hours, so I'll, I'll, I'll take it. So beautiful. Thank you again, everyone, so much for being here. If you'd like to share your comment in the chat for any message that you had for the group, please feel free to do that in YouTube. Um, my, my message was thank you for being spirit. You know, just this idea that, again, we, we all are spirit. And, and I think when we really bring it back to that, it's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're in physical bodies, but we're definitely spirit and the ghosts and the spirits. It's, it's still us. It's still energy. It's still consciousness. So there's plenty more for us to be able to explore, plenty more, plenty more paradigms for, for us to be able to shift. And may these journeys and these conversations continue to inspire us on our path as shifters and light guardians. So on behalf of myself and everybody here on, on the entire team, thank you so much to all of you who are tuned in, who listen, who add your support in all forms. A reminder that you're welcome to connect further with the community by joining our Discord server. You can find the link through the YouTube info as well as a link through my profile if you ever follow me on Instagram and TikTok. You can join on Patreon with a monthly contribution at the $11 level. You can join as a leading member and get further involved with the community. Join on air for these future podcasts that we do every Thursday. 8 p.m. EST. You can check us out on, on Spotify at Paradigm Shift Radio, and you can other check out other links for our shop, plus, most importantly, the links for the featured creators on this episode, so you can be sure to connect with them further, and if you feel called, even feel free to maybe send them a DM of gratitude as well. So with that said, next week's episode for October 29th is going to be on the spiritual wisdom of Halloween, but it'll also be like a bit of like a party at the same time. So bring your costumes, dress up. We'll have a little Halloween shindig here. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So in the meantime, we'll see you guys around. We'll see you in the Discord chat. Thank you so much again, every single one of you for being a part of this beautiful community, this beautiful team. And on behalf of myself and the rest of the shifters, thank you so much. Keep it shifty and we'll see you in the future, guys. Go ahead, send some love, make some noise. Go ahead and do some little wolf howls. Arr, arr, arr. 
love you guys. Woo, 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 woo. Woo. Ghost noises. Woo. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. Keep it shifty and welcome to the future. to Danny Leonardo whose music is featured at the beginning and end of this podcast be sure to check out more of Danny's work in the YouTube info below thank you Danny <laughs>